You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> hey, hoes. Hello. We back with another recap of a Killing Eve episode. What the fuck was this one titled again? Uh, end of Game. End of Game. Uh, how did you guys feel about this episode? I have a lot of feelings, a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings about this episode. Mm. And they range from really, really good to really, really bad. Oh, I... Really, really bad. <sighs> Just because I am sort of in the midst of a crisis of realizing there's only two episodes left. And as you guys will hear or did hear in the snack, I am really anxious, borderline angry, about the lack of Eve development as we are about to close out this season. And it was just exacerbated by this episode, even though Dark Eve was in the bag, by the fact that I realized, where are Eve scenes? Why don't we have more Eve scenes? Where is her exposition? Where are the explanations from someone other than Bear? From there. Right. I was like, y'all keep doing these flash forwards. And of course, a flash forward means that we're going to get exposition from somebody else. And we get that that's, that's been the process. We, we we get it. We don't want to get it, but we get it. But then my fear was that everyone was praising so highly the episode that just came before that there was nowhere to go but not up, which was already going to be a scary thing. But I, I don't know if that, if that translates to me saying that I didn't love at least moments of this episode i feel like it was definitely watchable and enjoyable at some parts <laughs> it felt longer than an average episode but it was it, it did was at some way. points it did feel longer i said that to you i was like oh we're longer and then you're like Candace, it's less than 42 minutes which was shorter than the last episode i mean i did miss a lot of people from just the week prior so me being able to see oh who's left that are players that are prominent that mean things I guess I just expected to see a shit ton more of Eve. And I understand they got to spread the development. Let's spread the character development across everyone. But honestly, as much as I love Carolyn, I could have had one less scene with Carolyn if that meant you were going to give me something more with Eve. God damn it. Yeah, no, that is I just, I'm just, I'm getting concerned at this point in time. Even though I still fully believe in Dark Eve Rising, I'm just concerned about the loose ends, about the coming together, the zhuzh. Because they've done a lot to fatten up Villanelle. Oh, we know where this bitch thinking. We know what she's doing. We are inside of her head. You know whose head we're not inside? Eve. Eve what the fuck is going on, Killing Eve? I just need them to fix it, fix it, Lilitha, before the season finale airs because I just don't know. I really do not want to exit this season with too much jaunt for Killing Eve because right. they've decided not to develop my Dark Eve Rising. Right. And it's not even just about Dark Eve Rising. It's about Eve. Eve. Eve Palastri, the character. Eve Palastri, the character. What is she thinking? What is she doing? Please, God, can I just get a scene of Eve staring into the abyss? Like Villanelle stares into the abyss so that I can muse and wonder what she's thinking about. Maybe she's right. thinking about Raymond. Maybe she sees an axe. She sees an axe <laughs> and she stares off into the distance. You guys don't have to be specific about why she's staring at that axe. We, we the audience, could decide for ourselves what she's thinking about. I'm just saying, can I get into the headspace of Eve fucking Palastri? Please. I'm finally there. I didn't think I was going to be there. But I said to you, after the Villanelle standalone episode, if they weren't pushing Eve in my face, hardcore, I was going to have a problem. I'm officially no. having a problem. Right. Because right. how are we going to wrap this up in two episodes? 
Well, whatever. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I usually come in here with a lot of excitement, but literally, as Terrence will tell you, we were rewatching the episode for like the third time. Mm-hmm. And in the last 15 minutes, rewatching the bowling scene, I was like, wait a minute. This scene is really fucking short. Every fucking line is packed with information and then it's fucking over. And I feel like we languish in scenes with Carolyn. I feel like we're languishing in scenes with Villanelle, even Constantine, where they're just staring. And I'm just like, (laughs) okay, can we get some stares and some additional lines for Eve, please? Is that at all possible? No? Yes? No? 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 No. Okay, fine. Create a terrorist if you want to out of Candace. (laughs) I don't understand. Uh, and then the poor stands because well I'm not going to get into what I've been reading as far as how people have been responding on social media but people have noticed that there is the a re- discrepancy the critics noticed and we did not want to believe the critics that is also true so it is what it is it is what it is and it'll be what it's going to be and I guess we fully won't know what that all is until the series is ended I'm just saying aloud to you guys that I am in a place of concern Concern and angst when it comes to my Eve Mm. Pilastri because I just, I'm not getting enough. I'm not getting enough. And while this episode I found extremely enjoyable, potentially more enjoyable than Terrence did, I'm still left wanting. I'm still left hungry. I'm still left confused and curious about certain things that I have not gotten an answer to this entire fucking season. And I'm a little bit over it. I'm a little bit over it. (laughs) I mean, there were callbacks. I do enjoy those. I enjoy callbacks. I like that people are finally asking questions. I mean, they may not have been getting the answers. But the somebody, somebody's asking a question, at right. least. At least. Right. Oof. So I before we dive in, we're just going to take a step. Oh, take let's, a uh, let's raise Kenneth's angst meter <laughs> one more notch. We're going to go through this episode one more again. One more time. And uh, we will be right back. We shall return. And I'm still angsty. I'm, I'm, I'm still know. angsty. I still okay. upset. Still in my feelings about Eve Pilastri's development. Uh, before we take it from the top, we will say that this episode was written by Chrissy Ducker. Oh, look at and you! And it was directed professional by you, <laughs> Shannon Murphy. Ah, uh, yes, you. Shannon Lens in action. I was curious as to how she would stitch together multiple characters who give off multiple vibes. And I, I think she did a great job this episode. All right. So from the top, we start at uh, St. Pancras in London. All right. <laughs> I'm going to let you handle that pronunciation. <laughs> I hope that's right. I mean, let, let me know if I didn't do it uh, justice. So Eve or... No, Eve, she does. She so, walks in. She walks in on a hospital room. And not only is Nico alive, y'all, as, oh, shocker, <laughs> surprise. No, we already knew that for those of us who've been online. Right, but it's that, that he's not even in the ICU. Right. He's not in the ICU. I don't know how many of you folks listening have had the misfortune of seeing what an ICU area looks like. It doesn't look like where Nico was. It looks like Nico was chilling in uh, level one when you have a tummy ache or you just right. got your tonsils out. Right. And I said, so Nico's at the place with the people with the tonsillitis? 
He was poked in the neck by Dasha, and literally, she caused an injury on par with tonsillitis. Wow. Wow. I wow. hope that what we're doing is just saying so much time had passed in combination with oh, killing out of the ICU? Right. Whatever. So it's killing you science. This is what we're doing. We're it's jumping kill- time without without anything specific or any references. We just keep jumping time. We just jump time, sir. Yeah. That's all we do now is jump time. Yeah. Ugh. And we keep using that. That's what they're going to keep making us do versus. How are we supposed to know how much time has passed after this they season? They never tell us. I it know. could be a year. It could be. Three months. We right. have no idea. I mean, there's no snow on the floor, so. But I there's mean, no holidays. Right, that too. You know how other shows practice holidays? Killing Eve is like, not a one, I not just... a Christmas, not Thanksgiving, not Hanukkah, not Easter. Zero, zero holidays. Mm-hmm. And so on this non-Easter, Eve is coming to visit the hospital. And of course, to her shock, first off, Nico has eyes that are open. He, so... His eyes are open. He is lucid. He is awake. And then uh, this gentleman, I guess, upon noticing Eve, he begins to whisper. Now he's whispering to Nico. He was a distance. He's like, listen, listen, Nico, this bitch is here. This bitch is here. Listen, I said in the last (laughs) recap that there better be a family member of Nico Palastri on site to be like, bitch, Mm. why is you here? And I Mm. love that his uncle, his poppy, I don't know who that was, his granddaddy, somebody was there to be like, listen, ho, (laughs) I don't know why you're here, but we know that all of this, all of this, is your fucking fault. But Eve's fucking face, can we just talk for a moment about Eve's face and (laughs) Sandra O's impeccable acting with whatever she conjured to make that face? Where she's like, oh my God, it's so good to see your eyes. So good to see your eyes. I need to find out who did this to you. That, I promise. That was all awful. hot nonsense. Awful. Hot, hot nonsense. But there was before, a shade before, off. Before, I know, I know, oh, I know. Okay. I was all talking right. about that, but you can go back to the shade okay. off with the uncle. Yes. I'm talking about when she <laughs> sat down. No, yeah, she she morphed into a totally different character. She was like three different people in this in this she one She really scene was. Alone. I can't help but think of what Jess said. But you are a good liar, aren't you, Eve? Well, well, well. Well. But yes, back to the shade off with Pappy. Pappy so, <laughs> Palastri? We'll call him Pappy Palastri. Yeah, he's, yeah, this is, this was something. So she enters in the room and she's like, oh, you know, she's surprised that uh, Nico is awake. She asks if the doctors come by the uh, gentleman in the room, Pappy. He's like, yes. And she's sitting there waiting mm. a beat because he's not saying anything. And she's like, what? And? Uh, that's, that's what <laughs> she's like, can I get the info? And he's like, wow, bitch. And she's like, because I'm his wife. <laughs> like, that is the implied energy. And he's like, okay, but you're also a murderer, as far as I'm concerned. Of what, of what the details <laughs> I've heard from Nico. I mean, if I read right, if I read this text right. And then, uh, so he says, yeah, the doctor says he's improving. He's, he's getting better. But he needs to stay away from stress. You know, you, you're you, bitch. Stress. You, you, I you was like, you're the stress. Oop. And then he continues because he's like, you know what, ho? I told Nico <laughs> never to marry your ass. <laughs> All right. I told him not to do it because it would be nothing but pain, pain and drama. And I love that he leaves Eve on that sentiment before he walks the fuck out. And Eve is yes. just like, wow, wow, wow. And Nico's in the cut looking shell-shocked and pissed off. And I love every second of it because he, he is just staring at her while Eve is smiling entirely too hard it's like bitch can you read the broom bitch can you feel the vibes because the only person who's feeling any type of any sort of thing that would warrant a smile is you eve it's just you everyone else is pissed off she was like coming from you masiek that's rich so i don't know who m-a-c-i-e-k is that's the name of this palastri they're hinting at some family drama that exists that unlike villanelle's family drama we don't get to know right we don't and i don't need to know nico palastri family drama i'm just pointing out a difference lord and let's see um do, 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 do. <laughs> the first time I meet you, I told him to marry her. 
She would be a great big ball ache. She would make your life a total nightmare is the line that he says. And so, so far, this is sounding like the same way how the mom was like, oh, we were fighting about the darkness that was in Villanelle. So I don't know if that was supposed to be a weird callback to oh, darkness I, I didn't that, see that he at all. peaked in on Eve when he first met her. Like there's something no, no. not. See, I don't think it has anything to do with darkness, actually. I think it has to do with what can happen in a lot of relationships, as some people well, many people have said that in a relationship, if two people are in love, the idea is that no person is in love to the same amount at the oh, same exact yeah, time. Yeah. And so what I perceive is his poppy seeing that Eve was way above his pay grade, way above his talent grade, way above all the grades. And for some men, they see a woman like that and they're like, a woman like that with a guy like you is going to be nothing but drama because you will work and do whatever you can to keep her and make her happy and she will barely give a shit about you. And frankly, that's how Eve is. Nico was lucky to have her. And as far as we could tell from the first two series, he was completely resigned to supporting her, no matter how toxic it was. And so if his family sussed that out about him and her, they'd be like, no, 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 this isn't going to be an equal pairing. If you want to listen to my advice or you just want to hear my advice, I would say don't do it. But if someone's in love, there's not much that really matters about what's practical. So that's actually how I saw it, that Eve, and quite frankly, and Eve Mm. Blasty working at MI6, meeting a Nico, not in college, just at a bridge game. Everyone in his family should have been like, red flag, red flag, red flag. That's not for you. Right. How are you going to handle this bitch? Right. right, And it turns out he could not. He could not. And so Eve was about to go in because I guess this is just their relationship. Oh, yes. um, uh, But also think about Nico in in the home. In the institution oh, and oof, the family members she might have had to deal with who were like, hey, oof. I've been calling Nico. He hasn't been answering his cell. Oh, um, um, <laughs> so he's in Broadmoor. No, <laughs> right. I know he wasn't in Broadmoor, but, but he was equivalent, right. no, I get adjacent. You. Yeah. Wow. So her, his whole family has energy for Eve and they should. Right. Because I'm pretty sure Eve didn't tell any of them. Mm-mm. Which is why she was Nico's sole they found visitor. Out. They found out eventually, and they were like, right. "Wow, wow, wow!" And before Eve can, you know, dig into uh, Masiak, here goes Nico p- pounding on his his iPad, like, like all of this, like, if y'all gonna do it, do it outside. Y'all want to make this about me? I, I need I, you. Just the said way I, don't I interpreted. Need stress. No, the way I interpreted <laughs> is, he's like, Eve, could I get your attention, please? Like he wasn't like y'all could take this outside. He doesn't give a fuck. Nico came with the energy that I wanted him to have for Eve, which is that he is completely and totally one hundred and ten percent done. He's watching the interaction, and to me, he's looking at Eve like she is an absurd thing. He's like, you don't make any sense. You might as well be a peacock with a cow's head because nothing about you makes any sense. And the minute that he can get his fingers to the pad to be like, listen, and Eve with her, hey. <laughs> Listen, I am going to find out what happened to you. I, just, was- I missed your eyes. I missed your eyes. The fact that Nico was like, skirts, talk to the hand, right. ho. talk to the hand. Excuse me, if I could just type this in. I'm not typing fast enough. Piss off forever. And it was Send a- telegram. Right. Full stop. We're done. Voice to text. And then the, the title card decided to also be the voice to text. So we saw the piss. We saw the off. And then forever on E's face, just blinking. To me, the Killing Eve title <laughs> cards are like Villanelle. They're manic and they make no sense. They have just decided to do new things. And it's like they're trying to make jokes with the title card. Sometimes they come across. Sometimes I don't know. But it's an approach. And we still can't get times on the title card. But we again, can get, we don't know when, right? We can get sardonic phrases now <laughs> on the title card. And as Piss Off Forever is blurted on the screen, we have a song playing by uh, the Caravels called Forever as the Killing Eve title card comes up and it's like light blue Q, which is actually really nice looking. I like this title card. Well, I will save it for the musings, but you know, 
students of color theory, there are things around the color blue that some would say are very applicable to this episode. So that is very, very cool. And what I what didn't kick in until the title card was that the opening minutes didn't match the opening minutes that they gave us on the premiere app. Did they say it was opening minutes? Did you assume? Or did they just say sneak peek? Because they'd be switching it up. I know. I know. I know. I thought we were going to begin with Villanelle after Villanelle episode. And I guess maybe somewhere last minute they were like, well, you know, that's a lot of Villanelle. Well, they didn't think that (laughs) considering how the episode went. Well, that's clearly not what they thought. Well, well. So we see Villanelle and she is fumbling with, it looks like a, a stress ball, but it's in the shape of a brain. And it's on this conference table and she's flinging it around. And uh, the shot zooms out with Helene, Helene, uh, on the phone trying to console. I don't know how you're still calling her Helene when her name is Ellen. I, I, Helen. I can't do it. Helen, but French. Ellen. <laughs> All right, dear. Ellen. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> you're now you're just it. calling her Ellen from the Ellen Show, but that's. I, I feel Let's like the, the, the stick ages. to the lady in red. Stick to the lady I in like red. I like lady in red. I do too. So she's consoling this child who's vying for her attention because he is now sore. She's telling him to get an ice pack mm-hmm. and that grandma will take care of him and he's all right. He's not dying. And that she has to get back to work. But when that camera zooms out, I notice that there's a chair missing from this full set that they're at. So Villanelle's at the head of the table and there are five chairs along each side, which is adding up to 11 mm. and it's like oh poor raymond that's the first thing i thought of when i saw it i was like well he is gone whatever i guess and this she hangs up the phone and she approaches Villanelle. she does after talking about her damn children it's like i said in the snack i'm like is this just to illustrate that she has a life like raymond oh, she could do that it all. some people are capable of leading what is supposed to be a normal life and also being a murderous powerful hoe in charge of a major crime syndicate well sure women can do it all it's like what you said can ladies do that yes yes they can it's essentially like what we recapped that she gets off the phone and she's like look i've been wanting to meet you for a long time i've been watching you and villanelle's <laughs> like in a kinky way right because i like that and again i want to point out that helen does not respond she does not give right. an affirmative or a negative she simply responds by giving a compliment calling villanelle remarkable yeah, they decided to take the conversation. Which is a flirt. No, no definitely. It's a flirt. It's a hard flirt. Definitely. They decided to take the conversation away from the conference room size table since it's just the two of them. And she brings her champy and the glasses over to, I, I don't want to call it a love seat, but it's like a it's baby It's not a love couch. seat. It's not a fucking love seat. It is her expensive in office, in 12 office chair of manipulation because <laughs> no one can tell me that she wasn't manipulating Villanelle. She didn't answer her questions. She was very specific about what she did answer because after Villanelle's like, well, are you hitting on me? She gets another call from the grandma mm-hmm. and, you know, does her shit. And then Villanelle's like, yo, so what's your name? And she's like, Ellen. And she's like, yeah, but what's your real name? And she's like, anyway, sidestepping. What you said again to tell you something else and that, okay, I've wanted to meet you face to face. And listen, girl, it's official. You're a keeper. All right. You've gotten everything you want. Here's some champy. Drink it. And it shocked us both. That Villanelle right. took it to like, the head. Hmm. She emptied it in a gulp, in a whole gulp. And I was like, girl, slow the fuck down. Slow down. But actually... I really like this because to me, it's indicative of where Villanelle's headspace is and the reasons why some people will choose to not be sober in a moment is because they don't want to be in their own skin. They don't want to be in their head. They don't want to be in their body. Mm. And from what Jody said about some of the stuff, this fits that she is so distraught that she'd rather not be her. So something like drinking champy, like which she normally escape. wouldn't yeah. do because it would compromise her faculties. Or literally when she was taking the, supposed to take the vodka shot with her family, she didn't do it. Now she's, she's like, like, whatever, Eep. to the head, all the way to the back of the throat. And I feel like Ellen was like, bitch, I just took one sip. See, I don't, 
<laughs> Already you're fucking up. Already you're fucking up. And she says, um, I, you'll be very excited about this next job. And then she gives her a postcard. And she's like, it's a politician in Romania. And there are words written on it. I think it says something like bring warm clothes. It says bring warm clothes. Okay. But there's nothing specific or detailed. And I think Villanelle is just immediately pissed off and triggered by the fact that it's a postcard. She was right. like, so you couldn't send me an email? So right. you can put it in a Rubik's Cube. So you couldn't fly a kite. Something different to make me feel like I'm a fucking keeper. You have given me the same old fucking postcard with yes. vague fucking words. Yes. No direct directions. No fucking clues as to what I'll be doing. Just vague fucking shit which is why Villanelle's like yo this is the same shit I've been doing bro this is not what I wanted to do this is not what I wanted I wanted some power I wanted some agency I wanted to give some orders right when she said I was told I would be given orders she was like oh by who <laughs> no she the lady in red checked her real fast she oh, was like who? Dasha like bitch don't listen to Dasha <laughs> don't ever listen to Dasha about information she said um you'll be getting all the material perks you requested what more could you want I mean we know that she's trying to you know take kill the 12 out, right? right I think she's just trying to kill people that's what but more you, she can right, want but she can't say that where she's at but she is mad she she's got like up, bitch she's you got facing. the money you got right. the flat have fun in Romania. Bye. <laughs> That's essentially Lady in Red. She's like, bye. You've been excused. You've been dismissed. Gaston, um, please show show the lady out right. with her it was, hair. It was, was there anything else? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally. That's literally. And the, the way they cut out of that scene, I was like, well, things don't look good. They don't over there. So we when we were watching a live, we were like, wait, does that mean is the lady in red? Because the way the pre we were concerned, up, right, right? We were concerned, I was and like, it was Villanelle's own blood. She's a shaky. Ultimately, we, ooh, well. Whatever. Right. And then they decide to move us into uh, the Eve bitter pill. At right. the bitter pill. And, and she is she's, pondering, right. wondering, she's looking at questioning. this board with, we get a sprawl of different kills. We see the, the paprika kill. It's it's a lot of, you know, the string conspiracy. It's it's a lot of things. And at the center is still got it. She's staring at this wall while Bear and... Jamie are trying to run through the sequence of events when Eve stole the petty cash and flew herself to, to Poland to try to get a hold of her husband, who she saw get uh, skewered more, more or less by a, a poker like he was uh, being barbecued or, or grilled or something. And then they're trying to, I guess, just go through details, but with a little less tact because Bear keeps apologizing for things they keep saying that was like skewered was the word he used and that was very jarring i guess i mean bear's telling jokes but he's the only one trying to keep it lighthearted. he's the only one that is pointing out the obvious he's like well still got it oh nico was poked in the throat oh but he's not dead oh but well what does she still have he's not dead oh my bad eve is um are you sensitive <laughs> about that still okay but let's talk about this i like bear he is clearly the only comedic relief in the bitter pill. That is what uh, yes. he is designed to be. He is like some weird combination of Kenny, Hugo, and Jess all together. And I don't know yeah. how, how I feel about it because he's so new. But he's there to he literally there. serve the purpose of exposition. Right, right. To say stuff out loud. Because we don't get CV talk, so someone's got to talk. Someone has to fucking talk. And she's staring at this stuff listing and she says, this can't be about the bus. And, and this James is after like, Jamie or someone says Villanelle stark raving mad. I think that's right. how they I heard sum that in her the background. Up. Right. Yeah, they say she's stark raving mad. And then sometime after that, Eve is like, this can't be about the bus. Both Bear and Jamie are like, Aroo! What the bus? bus? Uh, what the bus? What just happened on the bus? <laughs> and she's like, anyway, next. Oh, actually, I the next the next line is actually my favorite line from Eve's little spiel of hardly any lines in this scene is when Jamie suggests that. Villanelle is trying to torture Eve and Eve is like not like this I'm sorry Eve 
can we read your fantasies, whatever you right. written in your right. in your notebook, whatever you fantasize right. about in your boudoir? Because we know that you have thought about how Villanelle would torture you. We know that you've thought about this. We know that you've already thought that Villanelle has tortured you. And it's in the sapphic way. It's in the torturous lack of physical O's that you are having, mm-hmm. like, together in mm-hmm. tandem in the same room, like, touching. And so I just think it's really funny. I'm going to take that as, like... You know, one of those double entendres where she's like, well, not like that. Like the way Villanelle tortures me, she like gives me gifts. Uh-huh. <laughs> she stalks me. She watches me. She makes me feel nervous. My random- I don't have any clothes on. But this? No. No. My random Eve Palastri is Villanelle going, this is my rifle. This is my gun. <laughs> I am so sick of you. <laughs> but as she's pondering and shaking off what Jamie's saying, because this is not the way Villanelle would torture Eve, she notices a, a killing on a on a table this wasn't pinned up this was somewhere else and she's like wait what's this oh that's um you know charles kroger's wife um she, kruger mr kruger kruger kroger, kroger, kroger is sounds a, like a grocery store it is no it is a grocery store uh, okay literally <laughs> i'm a new yorker i don't know if we have a kroger here but i feel like it's way up there oh right not because i've been to a kroger's oh, okay. i just know about them okay. not in this state have i been to one uh and then uh she asks well, well when did this happen and bear's like oh a week ago around the same time you were gone and, and you she's stole like our that's my girl right. this right. is my girl you know something about the body the way it was laid right. said to me Villanelle. and this this fucking still got it is so amateurish it's so unimpressive doesn't even inspire me i knew it couldn't be her so and she, she essentially runs out right yeah. after that she's like she's, i need to thank and get right. some candy right i need to stress eat stress Villanelle's eat. on my mind it's time to stress eat with sweets so i guess a bear i don't know felt away he felt like he needed to follow. He's trying to be supportive he, and annoying, and he needs to give exposition. So he must follow right, Eve. So exposition follows Eve to the candy machine where she orders the muffins and they get caught. So she's banging at the machine. Someone from upstairs on the floor that's not better people. You see them coming down the steps. They're not important. But they, they were the there. The details that right, you know, decide to include in these recaps. I, I don't understand you. Bear comes in and is like, no one gets these. Okay. No one gets these muffins because it's generally not a good idea. She fought. And then he's like, look, look at this expiration date. Um, two, 2011. I said, that's 11. nine years old. That's nine years old. Someone needs to sue the maintenance at the Bitter Pill building. Right. This is in, in America, in New York. That's a lawsuit. That is a settlement. That is your bills paid. What if Jamie has been arguing with insurers or people saying that they got sick eating candy from I the I will not machine. indulge your candy muse. <laughs> it is so purposeless. To this episode, I cannot indulge. No, it is true. Uh, And so he offers her some coins so she could get a different snack. And she picks up, I want to say they're the Kit Kats. And then they also get caught. They do. And She got to beat it down. She got to beat it down one more time to see what's going on. (laughs) But while she is beating this machine down, Bear Bear reads her to filth. He reads her to filth. Lord. And this is why I said he's the Jess, Hugo, whatever combined thing. Because he's like, here's some pity. Here's some empathy. Here's some sympathy. Here's the read. Right. And that was all the side characters. Right. Hey, bitch, you're homeless. No. (laughs) No, but. No, but he says shit like that. He's like, so you're homeless. <laughs> Your man just got impaled. Ain't that fucked up? Right. Kenny's gone. Right. Kenny's dead. Grieving his shit. And now he can't even get your candy. <laughs> And he's uh, like, listen, bitch, it's okay if you're not okay. Because look at your life. It's trash. <laughs> and then she's like, God, I just want... And then he says, sometimes you just gotta let the machine win. And then she leans back on the machine. And I don't know if this was like... I don't know if this was supposed to be Eve going through the stages of acceptance. Because as soon as she leaned back, the Kit Kat fell. Sounds like clownery, like, oh. sir. Sounds like clownery. We can come back to it in the musings, but no, sir, true. that sounds like clownery. 
She did. She goes in. They split the candy. So I was like, oh, since we're still in speaking terms, after I pulled he your He paid edges, for it. Well, that she is could true. give him a that kit is, or a is, cat. That is Bitch, true. that wasn't your money. It's true. true. I mean, but you saw how it's Cocoa Puffs. She was like, no, no, no. She ate his cereal, but that yeah. was also his. Like, yeah. you can't share yeah. somebody else's stuff with yourself without right. asking. No, That's what Eve did. Yeah, so yeah. the very least she could do when she is sleeping at people's no, buildings, sure. no, when she right. is stealing their food. Mm-hmm. Here's a Kit Kat. Right, right. From your money mm. that you gave me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Eve! Sorry. She did the bare minimum. The bare minimum. So he's like, well, since we're still in speaking terms, here, I, this is who I Googled. This is Dasha. Uh, full name. She's the motherfucking chalk right. killer. She's, I mean, allegedly. I'm like, mad that you're about to get her it. full name. I'm mad that you're about to quote I, her I, full name I, to I, us. Yeah, Just d- do it. Dasha Dozran. D-Z-R-A-N. Dozran. So Dasha has a last name. Right. And, and Bear knows what it is. And also ties to KGB, according to Bear. Uh, Eve is wondering why Villanelle would imitate Dasha. And Bear volunteers flattery. And I love <laughs> Eve's delivery. Hardly. Right. Hardly. That's not how a bitch flatters house. Okay, she doesn't flatter them by doing this. She flatters them by doing other things. Right. And I feel like Bear should have asked his, his usual question. What do you mean by that, Eve? And she's like, mind your business, exactly, Bear. Exactly, but we didn't It's get private. That. It's private. She's like, that's enough exposition out of you, Bear. <laughs> Time to hard cut to a different scene. And we do. We hard cut to fucking Carolyn's. And because Carolyn, Eve is arriving. Right. And she's got her jaunty walk on where she's like, bitch, you're going to give me information, which is exactly how she is when Carolyn opens the door. She's like, listen, bitch, I want to know everything there is to know about Dasha. Right. At first everything. I was like, is Geraldine going to answer? Or are we done using her Geraldine as like... is snooping somewhere with Constantine well, in this time. Mm, and we're obviously not done using Geraldine because they leveled it up at the end of tonight's episode. So whatever her major use is or what purpose she served to Constantine will likely be revealed in episode seven. And Carolyn invites Eve in, but instead of giving in to whatever Eve was asking for, she's like still doing what she was doing before Eve came over and is trying to salvage her cactus. Um, she's like, you know, this isn't dehydration. This is rot. So I'm, this is, I feel I, like that was all under 60 seconds, though. So it's not like she ignores Eve. Like, she was no in the middle way. of something. Eve comes in. She's like, oh, I'm doing something with my cactus. Because Carolyn works on her own time. Carolyn doesn't Very rush. True. Just because Eve has always been rushed, and actually Eve has been this way this entire time. It's like when she betrayed Carolyn to give up Constantine for information on Villanelle. She didn't care. Eve is going to do what she wants in a rush. Carolyn knows this. So she's like, bitch, I'm on my own speed and adjust yourself to it in mm. my house. And Eve had to because Carolyn was like, Listen, let me just get rid of this rod. <sighs> All right, you. <laughs> what is it you want? <laughs> and she recalls the last time she dealt with Dasha um, that she was waiting for her in a cafe on a rather warm day. You must have mentioned that it was several, several years ago. We are oh, once yes. again getting another callback to young Carolyn. Carolyn that was perhaps hanging out with Paul or Diane more frequently because they were all on the same level, mm. starting out in MI6 and for some fucking reason, young Carolyn met a young Dasha. She doesn't elaborate on why she, she met Dasha. Doesn't. She doesn't elaborate on what the purpose of it was and why she even remembers this whole name off the top of her head when it was several years ago. But she does tell Eve that she remembers that she plucked a motherfucking lemon from a lemon tree and bit, bit into it, rind and all, and took right. a big ass bite. And I was like, this, her cheeks up. That sounds like the worst warhead you could ever have. I mean, if you were trying to leave an impression, I guess that's a way to do it. So, I don't know. That was supposed to be like a reverse flirt. Like, I don't get it. 
But I was about to make a really dirty joke, but I'm going to keep that in. If you're curious, DM me. <laughs> oh, Candace Wallen. But it's because the sun is out. That's how we be doing. That's what happened in the wow. last snack. Oh, Telling all kinds of crazy right. stories because it was 8 a.m. Right. and we were mm-hmm. all the way tripping and delusional in the studio. Wow. All right. Dasha took one look at young Carolyn and was like, yuck. No, she was like, I need to prove my misandry to you because you're literally emanating misandry. Yes, it is right. ebbing and flowing from you. I need to let you know who the fuck I am. I'm Dasha. <laughs> Check out how I buy this lemon. So I feel I feel for anybody at that cafe at Sorrento and seen all of that because I'm sure they didn't know how to react. Eve is basically like, listen, I don't know why that story was relevant to what I asked you because <laughs> it wasn't. Um, but what I think is, is that Dasha is running Villanelle and that Villanelle is the one that murdered this hoe over here with the rope, with the with the hose and someone else did the attempt on Nico because that's just how I feel. I mean, Palastri, I just feel things about <laughs> Villanelle. And Carolyn's just basically like, oh. <laughs> these are right, these are these are claims. Okay. This is what we're doing? This is what we're doing? This is what you're doing, Eve. Is that am I to understand correctly? Um So you're you're looking now here? to solve who attempted she didn't to even murder say your all husband. That. She doesn't know. She doesn't not... say all that. Eve volunteers it, which is why it's so fucking annoying. Carolyn is literally just letting her talk. And she's like, Oh, is that is that is that what you want to do, Eve? And Eve is like, Well, yeah, what do you think? What do you think, Carolyn? I have to find out who tried to kill my husband, my man. I have to get revenge, justice. And I love that Carolyn's just like, whatever, ho. Like, this is <laughs> this is so transparent. Say a lot so the kitchen can hear it, Eve. Because then Carolyn's basically like, okay, so this is what you want to do. But like, Eve, okay, so what if the 12 did do the attempt? So what? What then? What? What is it's, the it, point? Right. It's still Why? the 12. Right? Why? It's the 12. Why? And Eve waits a beat and she's like, um... That's cute what you just said. I could say the same about Kenny. I was like, ooh. And she was like, true that, true that, true that, true that, true that. Which, side note, which I'm sure I'll get into more in my muses, if Carolyn does work for the 12, them killing Kenny was a way to get her back on the side of bitch. You're still a subordinate to somebody else. Because that would be the way to get a bitch back in line. Is if you felt like she was jaunting off too much in her own. You're like, kill her kid. Kill her fucking kid. Get her back on the side of sanity. And that's just, that's my side theory that I'll go into another day. Oh, but I do think that's a possibility. I do like that because I'm over here like, we missed our chance to get Villanelle in Rome. Because you, because you wanted to play and get this. You talking about the 12? I'm talking about, well, right, the 12 to Carolyn. Meaning, but Carolyn never promised a 12 Villanelle. She just simply true. said, y'all can fuck with her when I'm done with her. <laughs> that's what she said. Well, that's true. She didn't that's, say, she, didn't, she wasn't trying to stop true. nothing. As okay. far as she was aware, both Eve and Villanelle could end up murked at the end of the thing. And she'd have been like, well, that was an interesting experience. But <laughs> right. moving on. I think Carolyn is just like, okay, after Eve reads her like that. And she's like, look, well, she's dangerous. You know, she is. She was the KGB's top assassin for a while until she killed one of their own. And so I can only assume it's vague like this because it's going to come back and maybe connect to Villanelle, this person she killed. And if it's Villanelle's father, I just might punch somebody. Like if they, br- I, I really do. I am so <laughs> unimpressed by that plot twist and storyline that if it is her father and they try to work that bitch in to the 12 or MI6 or whatever, I'm over it. I'm already preemptively over it. Just want to let you guys know, not interested in that at all. Lord. And I think then we cut to, after that scene, hockey with Edina. And Constantine is in the stands. Cheering her With on. three other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, where's the family support? Where's the friend support? It doesn't exist. And he's cheering her on. And then eventually we hear Villanelle. Very loud with her ear horn. Garnishing, I guess, a lot of focus, a lot of attention. On herself. On herself. I'm surprised she didn't get kicked out. 
Right. I feel like that's what gets you kicked out in places. But she's there and she's cheering on Adina. But eventually Constantine is like, yo, that's the other team. She's like, oh. Really? Well, go, go other team. team. Go right. other team. Yay. Do they sell hot dogs here? Because I could really go for a hot dog. He's like. Constantine's like, we don't got no damn hot dogs. Bitch, why is you here? Bitch, why is you here? How was your trip? And, uh, She's like, oh, that thing? Uh, <laughs> that's basically Villanelle. Right. <laughs> Watch then, me as I fight tears back for a minute. And, and your mother. And then same thing. And he's like, oh. Villanelle. And she's like, she deserved it. Like, yeah, she deserved it. Every mother deserves it. That's a stretch. It is. It's a stretch. My mom doesn't. (laughs) Sorry. She doesn't, though. And what's interesting is that he's angry with her for being immature, evidently, because that's what he says. Like, you were supposed to grow up, not kill your mama. You're supposed to grow up and realize that she's not evil. She's just insane. Right. And so I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense for Villanelle. Like, since when was she making these types of nuanced distinctions? I'm so confused, especially for you, Constantine, who has known her theoretically the second longest since we have been told that Dasha are actually, I guess, the same length. Because they said Constantine got her out of jail, but Dasha trained her. Whatever. We are still fuzzy about yeah, those details. We'll wait until they tell us what that rewrite is. Or they is, may never. Right. Or they may never. Or they may they never may go back never. to it. They may leave it as the whole. So Villanelle gets to the root of why she's here. She's like, well, I'm ready to be out because you said you're about to get out i want to be out with you and he's like oh that's too it's you're making it too hot we can't all be out at the same time he's like going on and out two um three's a crowd two's <laughs> just rat, right, but three's a crowd three, is, three crowd. is a crowd and she's like well then leave adina and we'll get her later and he's like oh i can't do that i cannot do that essentially i feel like villanelle gets rejected like four or five times in this scene she does and, and it's hard it's hard but at the same time it's like what the fuck are you doing which is why she's spinning like constantine rejected your ass cold cold when you were stable or at least more stable at the end of series two right and here you are just marked your mom not doing what you're supposed to do with the 12 and you expect constantine to take your unstable ass who would just endanger him and Irina to cuba to do what villanelle what y'all gonna do? Be a happy family? The three y'all? Three musketeers? Three's company? It is the most absurd plot and plan. It's more absurd than Alaska. Oh, no, it's true. It is true. And here comes uh, stomping into the uh, stands, Arena, Pissed off because at the last minute of the game, she scored a winning goal for her team. And you know who was not cheering her on besides her friends that are non-existent? Her dad. So she's like, oh, you over here wasting time with Villanelle when you... You're here for my game. Are you here for me? Like, what's going on? Villanelle cuts her off. That's a question. Um, yeah, he's a really shitty father. You should run away from home. <laughs> and then she's like, well, what is she doing here? Oh, I'm make, helping with the travel arrangements. And she's like, well, if Villanelle well, if this goes, bitch going, I'm not going. Right. If she's going, I'm not going. And Villanelle's like, cool, cool, cool. So I guess <laughs> we are leaving um, anytime now, Constantine. And he's like, listen, I just. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look, Villanelle, uh, what is it? Adina, go get changed. And then we'll be doing what we're doing we're fine we're cool we're good and then he says to villanelle before the scene ends like look could you not even let them know that you're thinking about getting out which villanelle of course did not keep or take any of that advice by the time the episode is done because she's telling everybody that she wants to leave the 12 i'm like girl have you not seen a single mafia film have you never seen a mob flick oh my gosh but he's like, listen, bitch, don't tell them you're thinking of getting out, that you want to get out, that you think it's a possibility that you want to explore. Because if you do, you're going to get dead. OK, you're going to get dead and you're going to fuck everything up. So just don't. And, and he doubles down like, look, it doesn't it, work. You entertaining leaving. It means that you'd have to leave everything behind. Clothes, even even her, of course, meaning eat plastic. She's like, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm and I'm like, Lord, 
I don't like the way they handled that scene at all. Upset. How do we go from, I can't stop thinking about you, admit it, Eve, after the kiss? How am I the audience member outside of what I project onto the screen supposed to know that Villanelle is still thinking of Eve when nothing on screen has cemented it except for what other people have said to Villanelle? There's been no right. actual indication. It seems like they're more obsessed with showing that she's destabilized because of her mother. But I'm like, if you don't show the destabilization connects back to Eve, what is the bloody point? What is it? What is it? That a person's mother can hurt them? Well, gee, that's brand new information in life. Groundbreaking that your fact. mother can destroy you. Oh, can your parents break you down? I had no idea. I had no idea. So I'm just trying to figure out where the fuck the season's going because I'm getting lost in the sauce. They better give me some serious Villain Eve content next episode because I'm just like, where? 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 Well, you know, next next episode is Laura Neal. So, and she gave and us- Laura we trust. Right, right, right. I know some of y'all listening is like, what happened to Candace's job? <laughs> it's just, I said in the snack that they would have to turn it up in the last three episodes. And now mm -hmm. we are down to two. And we know Villanelle and Eve see each other in the last one. And I'm just saying, if they do not give me my goddamn exposition, I'm going to freak out. I need to know what Eve thinks about Raymond and murder right. before the series is done. Or right. I'm writing angry letters to every single person. <laughs> From the BBC, AMC, whoever the fuck, all the companies to be like, how could you do this to me? How could you do this to the fans? How could you do this to Eve Pilastri? None of this is right. Anyway, let's go to the next scene before I keep ranting about this, because this is where I'm at. Right, so be. we get a Stuck. commercial break, and we are back again. This is so. This has been the second break. No uh, deleted moments as of yet. Very interesting to all people who are watching live. And it's Carolyn, uh, dressing a park bench, and she sits. And there's a gentleman uh, asking her if she would be able to make a poker game that's happening on Wednesday. His wife's making a specialty. I want to say that there's mushrooms involved. First of all, wait a minute. This guy is obviously a spy. He's a spook. He is Carolyn counterpart on the dude side. What I'm intrigued about is who does he work for? He obviously doesn't work for MI6. Obviously, because if he did, they would not have to meet on the park bench. Very true. So he's either in the 12 or some other agency in which Carolyn does stuff to get things. And I like the conversation part because it's reminding us that people like Carolyn at her level and her skill set can separate business and pleasure. Right. Business is business. What's up with these files? But pleasure is poker. Right. And bitch, can we win the money back that you took <laughs> right. last last time you it, was at the game? I Good Lord. I knew that she cleaned the My mortgage just, is right. due, ho. Right. It's I, due. It's due. You have to give us the chance to make it back sometime. <laughs> so I like this guy. I like that we see that Carolyn is still a boss bitch and she's got no, connections right. everywhere. And I guess the one lasting thing that we get from this meeting is that he's acquired Kenny's phone records and the last calls that he made and received before he died. And turns out there's a suspect Russian number that was there. And Carolyn's like, oh, mm -hmm. and before mm. he bounces, he's like, oh, by the way, I sent this to your desk and shit like a week ago. Right. A week ago. And so this is why I wanted to make sure you got it safely. Now, just FY Izzy, you might want to check on that. You might want to see what's going on. And of course, we're like, Paul, Paul, right, Paul, right. Paul, Paul. I was like, first Russian number, I was like, Constantine. But then she said, a week ago at your desk, I was like, Paul, because Paul's in her no, it's office. Paul. No, it's right. literally Paul. And then, so of course, don't we cut to there after that? Uh, Literally, as, we cut right. to Carolyn popping in she on Paul. She is beelining. Right. So she has a couple of heads to knock off. But she's going in order. I enjoy this thing from Carolyn because that's me. If I hear some bullshit of what someone said or did, I literally write to the source. Boom. Next second. Hello. I heard some things. Can we discuss? Right. She said, and that's um, Carolyn. So, uh, will you, are you about to go on break or something? He's, he had like a rack in his hand. Like, yeah, he's going to 
you know, have a, I guess, an active lunch with maybe somebody who will jaunt with off screen, whatever. But Carol's like, well, the way you fill in these unnecessary details no, for I Paul, I uh, am so lost. So she asks Paul, <laughs> so oh, are you going to get back to me? Because I've been waiting for some time, quite some time for these phone records. And he's like, well, you know, things are just tied up. You know, it's red tape. How they, you know how that goes. No, he's, he, re- he says, he didn't even say red tape. She was like, oh, by the way, those phone records for Kenny, can I get those? She spoke as if it was already a done deal to test him. He responds about Scotland Yard. He's like, oh, Scotland Yard, you know how they are. They just, they got the fangs. I don't even know what's going on with the papers. But it should be, it shouldn't be too much longer. It shouldn't be too much longer. And Carolyn's like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be too much longer. Scotland Yard is to blame. Really? Because I just went to my contact and he gave me the folder direct, which is why she has to let it sit for a beat. Mm-hmm. Let it marinate in the room while Paul plays possum. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, so Paul, are you working for them? Are you working for them, Paul? Paul, are you working for them, Paul? Paul? <laughs> and he's like, excuse me, madame? Right. right. Excuse me. And then she's like, hold on, let me close the door. Let me right. close that. This is a private conversation. I was like, oh, somebody about the die. I mean, not like that, but yeah. I, I, yeah. And then she repeats that shit. She's like, so are you? Door's closed now, so you can tell me. You can speak freely. And he's like, I put a bug under the conference room table. I can't speak no kind of freely. No, he's <laughs> real. He answers a question with a question. Right, he's he like, answers are, a question with a question. I can't stand that. Are you, Carolyn? Are you? And she's like, why on earth would you ask me that? He's like, for the same reason you asked me, bitch. Because we don't trust each other. Mm. And Carolyn's like, well, should I trust you? And he's like, no, bitch. <laughs> no! Heavens no. We wouldn't work here. If we were trustworthy, none of us, none of us would work for MI6 if we could be trusted. And so I guess that is accurate because that's probably right. I don't know why you would trust a spy at all. He's like, oh, well, I I need to get get to my thing. And she's like, Lord, I mean, I guess he thought he saved himself. If anything, he was doubly, well, I already didn't have the strength. He was like, well, bitch, now that we finished this bullshit conversation, got no answers from each other. I got to (laughs) go. And as she tries to leave, wait, 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 Carolyn, by the way, oh. This is your office. And he walks out with his, um, you know, moving out uh, cardboard thing. And I was like, oh. And she's like, oh, I guess it does have nice light. <laughs> I'm like, Carolyn, Lord. Well, she said she never saw it. All no, they do yeah. is confirm that she did not. <laughs> and so after that, we cut to Adina. And she is with her mom's man. And he's yes. giving her a PB&J sandwich. He's trying to, I, I, I don't know. He's trying to win her over. And she don't he's trying to be have, a guardian, and yeah. he's doing it successfully. I don't know that it's possible to win children over, especially children of Adina's age and divorce. It's just sort of how it evolves or does it. He is currently being a decent parent, except when he talks about her period, like he was T.I. He's just sort of like, here's your lunch. You like peanut butter and jelly? I heard it's your favorite. Here, bitch. Um, do you want like a piece of hug or whatever? Like, I know you're stressed out because you got your period. You're in a woman's time. Your mom told me. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Too much. You're trying too hard, dude. It's not good. So unfortunately for Adina, she has villanelle problems, but not unfortunate for me because she's a misandrist. Obviously, she's a misandrist. <laughs> she proves that later in the episode, but he was just trying his best to do something. So after he's basically... But he's a loser for saying that shit about the time out. of the month. Yeah. Lord. Yeah. That was she- wrong. After Arena threatened to scream, he was like, all right, all right, I'm going. I'm, I'm out of here. As he uh, pulls away from her, Arena uh, notices that Villanelle's Villanelle is down yonder on the swing. Waiting to have a little convo. And when she gets down there, she's like, is that your man? And I'm like, Villanelle! I- she's Villanelle. just asking a question. <laughs> but she just, the lack of just... 
And it also makes me wonder about the men she's been exposed to because she makes all these assumptions about pervy men. And considering the history of men on the planet, that is an informed opinion. Mm -hmm. But still, after she asks of whether or not the dude is her man, she's like, is he a pervert? Like, she expects it. And she has said this more than once she to has. Adina or other people where it's like, oh, is that a pervert? Is that a derelict? Because I expect this of dudes who are hanging around children. Even though, that you know, when uh, Villanelle first got kidnapped, well, first kidnapped her, she asked Villanelle if she was no, a pervert. No, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. The awareness, I hope, well, more people should have the awareness of perverts being true. in the planet. But should yeah. I blow my whistle? <laughs> if you have one, although there's data that says rape whistles and things of the sort don't really do that much depending right. on the situation it's supposed to be um, shock and then i guess again shame. knowing how to lay a bitch on the ground right. is every Very woman's helpful. best defense mm -hmm. i can't say it enough when social distancing is no longer necessary ladies please go out there and take at least one self-defense class i promise you it'll just help you feel safer about yourself to know that you have the reflexes that if someone comes up from behind and grabs you or tries to do something that you have something that is reflexive in your repertoire to potentially save your life right. or get away from the situation if, if the class is like dora malaje of uh, physical fitness, like anything like that, yeah, just go ahead and take it. Mm -hmm. No, classes aren't like that because those have weapons. Dang it. And I would not advise that anyone use a weapon unless they study a great deal to use that weapon. I actually can't advocate for that because, I mean, I've been doing martial arts since I was like eight. And so that's different to hold a weapon, but you should definitely not just pick up something dangerous and start wielding it because you will probably miss a limb by the end of it and that is unfortunate it's like a youtube mm. video i saw when somebody had the ninchuck and it was real ninchucks and he hit himself in the head knocked himself the oh, fuck out oh yeah and that can happen it ninchucks can. are hard don't do that <laughs> practice with something else like foam or wood right that's the way to do it so she's uh villanelle's asking Arena if she wants to you know blow off school and they can hang out and Arena's like do you think i'm stupid and she's like come on like we could do whatever you want Alina really sits and thinks about this. She's like, hmm, any, anything I want, huh? And, of course, they're in this cute pink car, and Alina's driving. Wait, cute pink car? Yeah. Pink is what the Avon ladies drive. Like Pepto-Bismol. It was pink. I feel like it was pink. I feel like we've had such a divergence of information, but continue with the recap. Right, I'm going to just go I'm look for the car my, while my you're AM talking. delirium. And uh, they are like doing drifting because she's uh, Villanelle switching gears while uh, Rina is turning. And she's, you know, using this high pressure situation in this vehicle to uh, swindle info. And she's like, look, um, you are, you know, you're not even great with all your accents. You're going to need a tutor. And Adina lets it slip like, well, um, you need to like shut up because my Spanish is just fine. And then uh, Villanelle's like, oh, mm, Spanish. Oh, all right. We're getting somewhere. We're getting closer. This is After through. the uh, Spanish drops and there's more uh, high octane driving. She's like, well, you're going to have issues. High because octane. I, I guess I don't know what to call it. It's they were drifting, but that shit wasn't high octane. When you are going past 100 miles per hour, mm. that's high octane, sir. And it will scare you shitless. I just feel like most humans haven't experienced above 100 miles per hour in a car. Because when you do, you're like, wait a minute. This isn't. I'm right. We should slow I'm down. Not, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I've besides my stepdad and people who were like trained race car drivers who know how to handle stuff. You won't catch me in a vehicle moving at 100 miles per hour with somebody else. I don't want to die, Terrence. High octane. Mm. And that car was so fucking old. That's why I'm trying to look for the car. Because I'm like, how they drift in a Volvo? How oh, they I'm drift in, sure it was in an Oldsmobile? Kind of right. And why are Oldsmobiles in Europe? Right. 
It was large. Luckily, no other car was on the road that we could see. It was like a parking lot. And after more interrogation, uh, she makes a jab at, oh, you're going to have to, you know, uh, shave your your legs and everything. And Adina's like, well, how old are you? Because No, she says wax. Oh, wax? So I got the impression... I mean, women can wax their legs, but why would they do that? You generally wax your nevis. Mm. And so uh, this could be indicative of Villanelle's lack of awareness in general for what is age appropriate for anyone that she's saying this, because I just don't know why waxing would apply to something else on Adina's body where she's like, I'm where she say, I don't want to look like a 12 year old or something right. like that. So that to me, that to me, I'm like, what else would Adina be waxing besides her area? Like her eyebrows? Like I just, I don't, and waxing your eyebrows doesn't make you look 12. So I just can't think waxing her pits. No, that's not either. And that's right, what I'm waxing your pits. legs is not just something a woman wants to do because waxing, not only is it harsh on the follicles, like it just isn't practical. And so I thought she was talking about women manicuring their nethers. And so her saying, I don't want to look like a prepubescent child is an opinion that some people have that if a woman does that, that she could resemble someone who hasn't gone through puberty, depending on what you feel, what you're into. So I'm like, why is Arena talking about this? But right. then as she said, corrects Villanelle, she's 14. So I guess thinking about sex or something, I don't fucking I know. I mean, it may track for the age group. So. It just, I, that's what I thought she was referring to when she said waxing, because I literally could not think of anything else that Arena would wax or be interested in waxing at her age in which she's endeavoring through puberty. And, and I guess another uh, mental gymnastics move Villanelle uh, lets her drop that. Oh, well, you're going to need to make sure that you're dressed appropriately for, for South America. And she's like, um, Cuba's in North America, you idiot. And she's like, Cuba, Cuba. Because like this is her finally getting to know where they were planning on going. And of course, we get a title card with her realizing that it's Cuba as well. Again, these title cards are ridiculous. And after her laughing maniacally, we... Uh, do a we shot cut to, to Constantine, Constantine and leaving, the title card uh, says uh, not, <laughs> not Cuba. Cuba. So he's leaving what I thought was like a mom pa. And oh, are you about to outside. give another needless no. detail about where Constantine is leaving from? Because that, that's what you love to do. Constantine was leaving from a bodega where I think he probably bought a black and mild. And put in his, <laughs> why? 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 And uh, Carolyn's out front. She's like, hmm, I'm going to go for a ride. And I'm guessing that you don't tell a Carolyn Martins, no, you don't oh, no, feel like said, it. She said, shall we go something? for a drive? Right, and that right. question was rhetorical. Right. It right. was, we are going for right. a drive. Just get in and, right. And that's what happens. And while they're driving, Constantine is like, this is nice. Mm -hmm. It is. And he's like, so how you doing? How you been? And she's like, galvanized hoe. And she's I like, and he's like, I could see that. I, I can tell um, you feel rushed. <laughs> or I believe it's um, it's Carolyn that says, well, she's impatient because he asks, are you in a rush? And she's like, I'm impatient. I'm just trying to get the information that I need. He must know where they're going. And Carolyn's like, no, that's not your business where we're going. It's mm. just my business. Right. And then he does that Constantine laugh that I feel like he does when he's in trouble. Right. But he's trying to play it off. Right. He's like, <laughs> It works with everyone Fuck. except Carolyn. Uh -huh. Well, Eve. see, I don't think it's supposed to work. I think it's a defensive mechanism mm -hmm. that Constantine does that laugh when he is in a moment of pressure because he laughs like that with Eve when Eve is turning up the pressure and he's laughing like that with Carolyn after she has just turned up the pressure on his fuck shit. Maybe All that right. car was like a candy or mixed with a fuchsia because if it's pink, I would almost think like it's a red, like, you know, when cars lose their paint. Oh, right. Like and it's like a strip. Right. Because it looked like an older car. Also, where did Villanelle get that car? She stole it. She stole it. She stole it. Right. She stole it. They'll probably put the car back afterwards. They will. 
few extra miles on it. It didn't hurt nobody. Showed in. So Carolyn asks Constantine really quickly for his wallet after she grabs something that looks like what was in his hand. I don't know if he had a magazine or what have you. She, after getting his wallet, rolls down the window, tosses all the contents out. He's like, what the hell are you doing? It felt like a hard crash. I'm like, was that one of those plastic wallets? Or was that also his cell phone, bitch? What did you grab? Right. I'm sure credit cards and all the things were in there. Uh, She asks him um, what he was doing with her child. And he's like, look, I did not. Right. He was like, I did. You know, uh, she she kissed me is what he said. Like uh, he eventually says that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. She's like, oh, Gerald. But I guess Geraldine has a daddy complex. That's what killing Eve loves. Complexes of the parental units. Because (sighs) why is he trying to convince Carolyn that Geraldine wanted to make out? And why would this bitch come to stay with her mama just to make out with her mama's ex? That don't make no damn sense. Constantine, you need a better lie. A better lie. So then she says very specifically. Um, what were you speaking with my child about? My son. My son. She was talking about Kenny. What were you speaking to Kenny about in London? Let's see. Do, 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 do. Well, She's- I think you passed the part where after Carolyn gets the answer from Constantine about what potentially was going on with Geraldine, she speeds up the car. And oh, Constantine okay. is like, listen, you're already really scary. You don't have to do this. And she's like, but watch me put the pedal to the metal. And she asks about Kenny in that moment while they're speeding. She's mm. like, tell me about Kenny. What were you talking about? Why were you calling my kid? And there's a quick scare where they almost collide with the truck. Right. And after that, Constantine blurts out that Kenny asked if he was his father. And then Carolyn is just sort of stopped cold. And she's like, okay, well, what did you What did you say? Him? What did you tell him? And Constantine says, I, I didn't know that I did not know because I authentically do not know. And that's possibly real. And when they stop the car, the opera, um, the Dido and Aeneas opera is playing again. Except this time we can hear lyrics of the aria. And they sit there for a few beats. Carolyn says nothing before she kicks him out abruptly and leaves him on a motherfucking isolated road with them trees to walk (laughs) back about a mile or two to to find his contents. Good luck. I hope it's still there. And then hitchhike back to civilization. And this commercial break, we... Wow, still don't get nothing. We still don't get nothing this commercial break? Or is that a question? Moment. Right. This is me. I have to play it back. We don't, you, if you didn't take a note of the deleted moment, I can't tell you where it is. Because no, no, you no, said no, deleted no. moment out loud. So I assumed you wrote it down. No, yeah. I, I did not know where the one after this is. But the one before this. Was well, this does this, mean, does this give me a thing? Let us move on. Let us move on to the next scene while you ponder on this missing scene because there was Uh, hardly any lines in a deleted scene, so it's not even truly, truly relevant to the episode like some other deleted scenes. Because there was one with Dasha, which is really no words. Right, that's the commercial break after this one. So I don't even remember what the first one was, but yeah. After this scene, we cut back to Carolyn at home in the kitchen. And she is cooking and Geraldine comes in with her very holistic bag of goods. And I was like, this is something you would see in our hood, just some netted thing that she goes shopping with. And she's mad that Carolyn seems to be cooking because she's like, um, you're cooking. What about the veg stew? What about the vegetable stew, bitch? Bitch, that's what we said. We was going to eat tonight. And Carolyn's basically like, look, I want to make a, I don't know what she said. I think it was like a meat pie or some kind of right. pie that it was. I don't know what it was, but she decided that's when she wants to eat now. And Jodine's like, but I literally went shopping just, just for this. I went shopping for the stew. Mother, why? And uh, Carolyn takes note of what's in the bag. And it's like, oh yeah, you're right. It's all vegetables. And she's like, yeah, they're the wonky, you know, they're the ones that nobody wanted. And Carolyn's like, well, did you just compare yourself to a, carrot i don't know i didn't quite pick that up it just sounded like really intense shade from carolyn if that's what she was saying i'm like that's so unnecessary for geraldine but after that geraldine i feel like she blurts out her feelings right she's like look i know you 
you're sick and tired of me being in your space but you know we've we've all we've got to each other and you know we have to just make this work like i could choose to just go home after you know receiving all of this from you but i'm i'm here i'm here because you know i'm i'm looking for something bitch she says we're all we got so i don't know what she's looking for except hey you're my living family and potentially there's no one else and bitch we are all we have so maybe we should try which i get that carol's I get that. like look they could at least be civil to one another carol, at least she's carol's hungry she's like look can i just can we eat can i like we can have the conversation and even tonight but just let me let me eat first and then she's like you know what fine and she goes for the booze Actually, that is a good move by Carolyn. Carolyn has made Geraldine wait this entire time. So having her wait again for her to eat food would be beyond rude because Geraldine has obviously been in distress. And I also think it's a move because she is now upped her clock to figure out what's going on with Geraldine and the lies, which is why she really just sort of like, okay, uh, while I would like to have this on a full stomach, because right. who wouldn't prefer to have a conversation on a full stomach? It makes you less irritable for some people, like myself, to have food in your belly. But she's like, okay, we, we doing this. Pass me the whiskey. Let me pour myself a thing. So listen, bitch, you were your daddy's kid and Kenny was my kid. You and your daddy understood each other completely, implicitly, and Kenny and I understood each other. Okay, that's just how it worked when everybody was alive. Now people dead, we are separated, and now it's you and me stuck together. And bitch, listen, I don't understand you. If you really want to know, I don't. It's hard for me to relate to you. It's hard for me to get with your jaunt because we're so fucking different. And listen, it's the truth. I would prefer for you not to be upset about it. I can pretend you know, to enjoy your little wonky ass carrot soup instead of my meat pie or whatever I want to make. But that, oh, I think she actually uses a phrase like interested in your inane bullshit. Like she doesn't say bullshit, but she uses the word inane. And I'm like, girl, mm, Carol, mm, mm, your, mm. your vocabulary is so rude when you use it to people. And she's like, but look, I can't lie to you. You see, I, I, I just can't do it. I have to be direct with the shit. And I may be harsh to you and cold, but to me, you are disappointed and expectant. And that expectant gets such a forceful delivery that she cuts her finger with a knife as she's trying to cut the line. And, you know, Jardine, taking all this in, because I'm guessing it sounds like it's all very true because she knows Carolyn's not lying. But also that's the biggest blurb she got from her mom. And like six, six weeks is a stretch Two. Two weeks. I'll say yeah. two weeks. I mean, we, time is a construct in this show. But, like, <laughs> she, you know, goes and, and, and ministers aid really quickly. Her arm, her hands got, you know, a little paper towel on it, a little stringent, maybe, maybe not. And she says, I can't believe you're stringent. <laughs> Yo, well, yeah. Your details, sir. And she's like, but you're right. All we do have is each other. So maybe I can try to enjoy your wonky chicken stew. But while I guess while we're waiting for that, you will also let me know what you've been talking with Constant about. Because while I've been nothing but honest to you, it seems like you've been nothing but dishonest to me. Well, she doesn't use dishonest. She used lie. Ooh, well, that's right. And that's, that's more direct. That's, that is very direct. It is straight up. It's dishonest. It can have shades. She said lie because she's like, OK, so if this is where we at. This is what we're going to do. Let's deal with the fact that I have not lied to you. To the point of you thinking I'm just some cold, derelict bitch. But you have lied to me very consistently for a number of days. So let's talk about that. And she left Geraldine on red when she yep. walked out of the room. And Geraldine was like, oh, man. Do let me know Damn. when this stew is ready. Maybe maybe <laughs> mom should talk less. Say less, mother, because when you say more, this is what happens. Well, I mean, this is what you wanted. <laughs> that's what Geraldine- I don't know if that's what she wanted, but <laughs> it's what she got. It's what she got. It's like your mother's a fucking spy. You really didn't think she was going to find out what you and Constantine were conversating about? Lord. 
And so after that, we cut to Constantine and his phone is ringing. And because this scene follows the scene immediately with Geraldine and Carolyn, I assume that that was Geraldine calling Constantine's phone to be like, hey, mother is aware that we've been talking about X, Y, Z and we need to do A, B, C. He does not answer the phone because that is Constantine's life because he's juggling so many balls, so much bullshit that he decides when he's going to answer the phone, when he's ready for that drama. And so they didn't show us his phone, but I think I'm going to I'm going to imply at this time that it was Geraldine trying to get in contact with him after Carolyn blew up the spot. We hear a phrase and the phrase is we have a problem. <laughs> and the camera does this swing to show that um Paul has let himself in to where Constantine is. And Constantine's jumping up and down, startled. Well, actually, what's interesting about this is potentially more foreshadowing. He doesn't just, like, jump up and down. He grabs his heart. He grabs his chest. Ooh, yes. And so this is, like, the third time in the series so far that there has been a reference to Constantine's nervous heart and being shocked by people. So I don't think that that is a mistake for the potential, plausible, likely heart attack he has next episode, if not killed by Villanelle directly, killed by Villanelle's energy, just putting him into the bullshit. And so Paul is there. He's sitting on a bed and informs Constantine that Kruger was not the thief after all, but it was someone else who was stealing. And Constantine does look stressed. He's like, oh, um, do we know who that is? Do we, do we know who it is? Do we know? <laughs> and I'm like, it's you, Constantine. Lord, it's got to be right? you. He's like, can I leave London now since the job is done? No, no, no. He's like, no, we got a new concentration. We got a new thing. Right. Bertha. Bertha was on a thing. He's like, oh, Bertha did it. He's like, no, no, Bertha's dead. And so whoever put out the hit on Bertha is actually who we're looking for. We need that person. So, Constantine, you are here. You are here in London until further fucking notice. I know you want to leave, <laughs> but shit still needs to be handled. And Paul says something like, we both to blame, bitch. But actually, you, you'll be the one to get burnt. It's true. If this shit goes left. And I think that's why literally the next scene we see Constantine in, he's just throwing his shit in a bag. Because he's like, uh -huh. oh, bitch. Oh, bitch, it's done. It's done. I have fucked around for too long. But anyway, actually, we actually, after that, cut to the best scene of the, the episode. The entree, finally, right? Which is the bowling in Barcelona scene that is not in London as we previously thought once the location was identified by people online it just was shot for Barcelona and Dark Eve Dark Eve appears to Dasha who's rolling her shoulders like mm -hmm. she is the best bowling ball player we've ever seen but turns out Eve is way better than she is she's rolling her shoulders and Eve turns up with that look that look that says this is Dark Eve Rising but does she, like, sense that someone's just staring at her back? Because the way Dasha, like, turns around, like, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that she felt, like, whatever energy Eve was had, had, like, darting against her back to be like, what is going on? And, and if you're someone who travels in packs or alone and you just know what that feeling is, that somebody has, like, their eyes, like, they're burning holes well, in the back thing. of your head. Well, that's one thing. I think that's different than sensing her energy. I think many people can sense when someone else is in the room. It's the same reason why people said it, it was unbelievable for Constantine not to know Villanelle was in his bed, is that generally, if someone is staring at you outside of the superstitious stuff oh is your ear ringing oh is something else happening that you can sense you can sense hopefully that someone else is in the space and then have your guard up accordingly so i would just say that you that dasha sense that here's a bitch staring and dasha's an assassin she's an assassin for years that bitch better know when someone else uh -huh. enters the room she better hear footsteps behind her no matter how light they are so that's what i'm gonna go with the lingering skills that do not exist when she stabs people with pitchforks but okay. they exist in her ears for now. Eve goes, up for a game. Which is reminiscent a little bit of Carolyn posing that rhetorical question to Constantine, like, wanna go for a drive? Right. Like, it's not a question. We're doing this. And that's Eve. Up for a game? Not a question. We're doing this while we have this conversation. And boy, is this a conversation to be had. Because... Uh, 
Well, Eve immediately goes from from dark Eve to business Eve while she's going to put she the does. work in on Dasha, which she does quickly. And what I love is that after Dasha's doing all that prep before Eve comes in, she's on her shoulders, she's getting her strike arm ready, that Eve doesn't even fully throw the ball before she is spinning on her heels to return to Dasha, and it's a motherfucking strike. And Dasha's fucking face. She's like, that was a fluke. Like, mm-hmm. But was it? But was it? She says it's a total fluke. And then when Dasha sees the strike, she's like, bitch, what the fuck? And then she rolls her own strike and has a very gay slash big dick energy walk on the way back towards Eve, which I just love when all the women in the show walk like that. And then she's like, so, um, bitch, why is you here? Are you here to ask about my gold medals, my Olympic background? And Eve is like, oh, oh, I thought they were bronze. <laughs> bitch, bitch, I love it. Bitch, I love it. <laughs> and she goes, do you know who I am? And Eve, you guys, Eve steps to her, Gemma style. She takes a step into this bitch face and she's like, who is you? <laughs> she doesn't say that, but that's the energy. That is the energy. I mean, it is the energy. She says. She's like, I know you're working with the 12, right. huh? And I know you're working with her. And I was like, ooh. Ooh. Villanelle. And then she's like, your um, turn. well, yeah, that's Dasha's response. She's like, I'm not going to answer that. Just your turn. Go roll the ball. And of course, Eve rolls yet another strike. And Dasha's like, uh, do you bowl a lot? Is this something you do? She says, never, no, never, never, Anyways. never done it. Never done it. It's first time. First time. First timer's luck. I don't know. And then Eve is talking about how she saw that Villanelle copied her first kill. Very original. Giving a little compliment to Dasha. She knows what the narcissist like. Mm -hmm. And that Villanelle must be a real admirer of Dasha. And she's like, but you know, whoever copied Villanelle is a piece of shit because my God, they couldn't even kill my husband. And while she says this, <laughs> Dasha's trying to roll her bowl. And she nearly goes down the entire lane herself. She does. Because she's so disrupted. And of course, Eve notices right away that she is disrupted, which is why she said it, to disrupt. And I would actually say that Eve did more of a disruption in her confrontational thing than Carolyn did with Constantine. Oh. In the same situation. Because he was able to keep some middle ground. I feel like Dasha showed her entire fucking hand in this bowling alley, which is great for Eve, but she showed her entire fucking hand. And of course she's like, because the ball, unfortunately, was a gutter ball. But she was she's like, like, you can't talk to people. <laughs> while, they're, while they're bowling. I, I, I'm giving myself a strike. Like, I was like, mm -hmm. I'm like, weren't y'all talking this mm. whole time to each other? Dasha? Mm. Dasha. Mm. Making excuses. And so then Eve is like, yo, um, so did they send Villanelle to kill Kenny? Is that what they did? To kill Kenny? And Dasha were her bullshit. Oh, so is this what she has to deal with? Is this what Villanelle has to deal with with you? Just asking questions all the time and, and nagging people and, and shit? Eve retorts with, where, where is she? She's like, so where is my girl, by the way? Mm. Where, where is that? Can you give me her location? And Dasha's basically like, just because you don't want it to be her doesn't mean it wasn't. Eve's like, it wasn't. It wasn't. So, <laughs> but it wasn't. So it doesn't even matter. So, because it wasn't. It wasn't her. I know my girl. I know what she does. So Dasha tries to come back like, well, do you even know that she's been promoted? Do you know that she's moving up in this world, bitch? She'll never be loyal to you. Never. These hoes ain't loyal. That's basically Dasha. She's like, no one's loyal. Mm. Eve, it's done. She's gotten what she wanted. She's ascended. And here's Eve. Really? <laughs> right. <laughs> she doesn't believe that for a second. She's like, I just kissed this bitch a couple of weeks ago. Right. She's like, wait, so if she's not going to be, if she'll never be loyal to me. Does that mean she's loyal to you? I, she, she respects me. Really? <laughs> really? She's like, yo, you're full of lies, Dasha. And then Dasha goes in. I created her. I took her off shit and I melded it into steel. I broke her back and I gave her wings. She's a perfect killing machine. Not right now, Dasha. Definitely not, not right, right now. now. She's fallible killing machine. And she ends with like, that's all there is for her. That's all she knows. And I shouted at the screen. That is not all Villanelle is for, and that is not all she knows. God damn it. 
That's why she's having a crisis right now. And Eva's just like, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> now, how? Nothing you said is ringing true to what I know about my girl. And here comes Dasha. Do you think she cares what you think? Do you think she cares? She's moving up in the world, hell. You'll never touch her now. And I was like, Dasha, Dasha, you did not read Eve's file because if you did, you would know that everything you just said is designed to want Eve to get Villanelle back, to have that influence again because mm -hmm. you just said she can't have it and you can't tell Eve Palastri what she can't have because then she's going to go after it right away. So what she does, she's petulant, she's ridiculous. And of course she delivers that line from behind Eve Palastri. And I'm like, so what do you expect her to do with this energy? You know what she does? She just picks up the ball and bowls another strike. <laughs> yes, she bowls a strike because that's what she's doing. And Dasha is just confused and shocked and awed by Eve's dark energy. Afterwards, Dasha's like, look, you think you're winning, but you'll never win this fucking game. Okay? You can't beat us. All right? You can't beat the 12. I know you rolled a strike. Okay, you rolled like three or four. I know that you did that, but listen, bitch, you still can't beat us. Us, the 12, we, us, we are strong. You can't handle this. It'll never happen. I can kill you anytime, actually. In fact, I could kill you right now if I wanted to. And I feel like Eve should have been like, try it, bitch. I'm try so bitch. Right. I wanted it. I'm not I wanted that. I'm not scared of you. Like, anything. Like, oh, you're feeling froggy, Dasha. Yes, and then Dasha says the episode title before she bounces, where she's like, end of game. And you needed to end it because you were going to lose. She was definitely You were already lose. losing. He fucked you up with that one line and fucked up your potential strike. She showed up Gave to you a gutter hobby. ball. A Not, zero. She didn't show up to your house. She showed up to your hobby well. and squared up. And then you had to walk off. You had to wander off. You thought you had everything and you had you walked away with nothing. That This was... You... How do you? I don't know if she had everything <laughs> because I'm still under the impression that Dasha was not expecting her. Oh, right. But Eve gets her first information that Dasha is who Dasha is in the fact that she does not question Eve like, bitch, who are you and why are you talking to me? Right. The fact that she recognizes her and engages in the way that she does confirms to Eve right away. Okay, so you in a 12. Great. Cool. I knew it. And Dasha is so ridiculous that she didn't realize that that's what she did. She doesn't have the Carolyn energy to play the game. Right. She's just right up out there like, okay, bitch, yeah, it's me, Dasha. I used to be the best assassin for the KGB, and they say it's Villanelle, and that bothers me. I'm trying not to let it bother me, but right. it does bother me. So I'm here getting my aggression out on these pens until they send me back to Russia where people can chant, Dasha, Dasha, yes. <laughs> Dasha. So Villanelle uh, got to Irina the same way Eve got to Dasha, where Villanelle got to walk away with Cuba, which was gold for her, and Eve got to walk away with confirmation that not only are you working with her, but you really, you really can't touch me, but you are with the 12, and you know where Villanelle is. Right, so, you know the 12, and I think also confirming that Villanelle did not try to kill Nico because the way that <laughs> Dasha drops that ball. Still got Eve it. was like, thank Whoops. you. She, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be She's quick like, bitch, I don't, I don't got anything. I can't believe this. Is this gonna go back to Ellen? Oh, no. I told Ellen I finished a job. I told her, mm. I told her he wasn't breathing, but damn, so he's alive. Fuck. Like you're supposed and he's to, communicating. Right. Oh, dear. The wedge oh, that dear. you're supposed to, to form, uh, you, you did the opposite. Dasha, I, I told you to drive a wedge. No, no, you didn't do that. A mess. And so after Dasha walks out, where do we cut to after that? Oh, I think we cut to Villanelle. Uh, yeah, she's sitting on a bed, oh, probably we, in a hotel room. Okay, okay, yes. Yeah, after the Dasha scene in the bowling alley, we see Villanelle sitting on her bed, and I like the look, presumably with her hair clipped before she puts her wig on to go fuck with this dude. And it was so funny because at this time in the episode, I was bitching about Eve time and Eve lines and lacking. And so when they cut to Villanelle sitting on the bed, I'm with like, this is some bullshit. Tap, right. Like, she's just looking at stuff. Can we get some lines in exposition? When the title card said, 
this is bullshit. bullshit. I was with it. I was with Villanelle and the title card because it really was. And from there, that's that's it. That's the purpose the scene serves to tell us it's bullshit. And then we cut to Villanelle in her brunette wig doing some dude's hair on some unknown set and stuff. And my God, if this wasn't the sloppiest, least fun, least whatever kill that we have ever seen on Killing Eve. I mean, we've watched this kill a few times and we're still trying Trash. to figure out we're like, how what was she works? even trying to do? Right. We don't get how this kill was supposed to work. That was a blow dryer, right? Like, it, to me, it looked like, yes, it was. he was trying to set his hair or whatever. Right. She wet his hair. It was supposed to dry it. He already came in wet. It was raining, to my knowledge. She was like, I'll, I'll make you look beautiful. He's in this chair. She ties something along the back of the chair. So I guess that keeps his chest bound, I guess. I guess I'm just confused as to what was face. what malfunctioned. He obviously was electrocuted in oh, the right. thing. But I'm trying to, like, they didn't show us, and especially because they don't even bother to show us that Villana even tries to have these skills. They never show her just reading a book or doing anything on the side to sharpen her skills. So I'm like, wouldn't she have had to tamper with the hair drying machine to cause an electrocution? But also, why was she stuffing his mouth with the eye pack? Like, it was just all very, it seemed sloppy and weird and had no real, like, I just, all of it was bad. And I know it was likely to show us where she is and that it's no place good and that all of her skills are falling by the wayside, I guess. But mm. I just just didn't like that it was so poorly executed. And also, I didn't know why she was doing it. Like, what are you even doing? Why are you stuffing that thing in his mouth? Is this an electrocution? Okay, I guess. And why is it done so poorly, Villanelle? And if this is her target, the target's supposed to be a politician. Right. I'm sure the politician Where? has but where's his the PA? own hair and makeup. Where's right. the assistant? Right. Where's the intern that is overworked and not paid at all? Where are those people? Whatever. Killing you, science. He was we'll like, well, where's my regular girl? Like, you should know all your girls if there's more than one. And how you does know someone at girl? your level not know where your regular girl is at? How did right. someone not inform you that your regular bitch is right. there to be right. like, a new bitch is coming. We've screened the bitch. The bitch is safe. Right. Whatever. And <sighs> they were in that room all by their lonesomes because that's what you do with a politician. You leave a politician with unknown girl with unknown credentials. And she walks away with a bloody gash because he she got stabbed He's with. able to get a tool right. out of her thing. And I'm like, girl, why do you have real tools in there to get stabbed with? Why? It should have been play school tools, yep. just blunted objects. Like you pull it out and you think it's something pointy, but it's round and soft. And you're like, hey, right. <laughs> I thought I could kill you. But he stabs this bitch in her arm. And what I thought was wild is that when they throw the scissors on the ground, the blood, the blood is all the way to the end of the scissors. So I'm like, you're suggesting that they went through Villanelle's muscle. Right. I hate to be a stickler for science, but when you stab through someone's muscle, the damage is intense. So maybe they'll try to be honest about like the science of Villanelle being stabbed like that but they probably won't she'll probably be back to swinging her arms well I mean what I want to entertain is if they do play true to the injury then it's gonna be well no we saw her swinging a golf club literally she's swinging a golf club it could be a time jump right two more weeks right (laughs) unknown weeks unknown so with all this time that jump does that mean Eve has full range of motion of her arm now whatever don't ask questions we are getting so little Eve exposition (laughs) how are we supposed to know what's going on this bitch we don't know what's going on in eve's brain because every time we see nico she got that ridiculous look on her face she does we don't know god okay so once we cut from the sloppiest kill in the fucking world we cut back to constantine at home packing like a madman because well he's in trouble and i think paul just letting it be known that the 12 Mm -hmm. is now hunting for the killer of kruger he's like it's only a hop skip and a jump before they find out it's my ass i need to get out of here and he calls adina and says school is out early this year be ready bitch as a paul me listening to constantine clamor for wanting to get out of london would have been like oh well i'm telling you that you can't leave and i would have had already eyes on you and whatever phone you just used i should have had it tapped 
I don't remember which phone is the tap phone. I don't know how his whole setup works. But it depends on what Paul is into. We don't know. That because Paul, why would Paul indicate that him or Constantine would bear the brunt of what's happened with Kruger unless they specifically had something to do with it and they're not doing what they're supposed to? So maybe they'll reveal something more about that. Maybe it's just a vague one-off statement. I don't know. But that was the impression I got when Paul was talking about it. And it cuts again to... Dasha, I guess, you know. Villanelle is at home. Well, first we see Villanelle. She's on the floor. She's bloody. She's distraught. And then Dasha comes in from her bowling game. A failure. A failure. And she's like, bitch, what the hell have you done? What have you done? Look at the blood. Not even wiping your blood off the ground. What is this? And uh, of course, uh, well, I shouldn't say of course, but Villanelle, she's she's through. She looks over it. She's she's tired of this. She's, She's done with this. Yeah, Dasha asks what's going on, and Villanelle's just like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta extricate myself from this whole entire situation, including this mansion. And Dasha is looking concerned, naturally. And she eventually is like, so how did the meeting go with Alain? Like, how did how did that go? And Villanelle's like, look, that's not even her real name. Okay. And Dasha's like, bitch, that's that's not what I asked you. <laughs> but she's I feel like, like, that's what she's, she's like, well, I mean, wh- wh- why are you even bothering me? Like, you got what you wanted. Me, like, I'm back in. This is all you needed to do. You can get back to Russia, right? So. Well, that's after she actually tells her she's a keeper. Because she oh, tells, because mm. they're sort of going back and forth. And she's like, how's the meeting? Villanelle's just looking distraught. Dasha's like, bitch, I don't know. This is messy. Something's going on. And she's like, can you just tell me how it went? Can you just tell me what went on? And she's like, okay, bitch, I'm a keeper. I am. They said I'm a keeper. And you get to go back to Russia. Okay, you get your thing. You get to go back. Like, just fucking leave me alone. And Dasha's like, bitch, listen here. You have taken so many L's along with your W's. I don't know how you think they're sending my ass back to Russia. They send me back to Russia when they say, bitch, job well done. I am barely succeeding with you. I'm getting a D plus on most times I send you on a mission. So slow down on all that shit. Villanelle, I think, eventually says after she's asked about the meeting with Ellen that, you know, after it's not her real name and whatever about Dasha. Dasha's like, I'm not going home. I'm not going anywhere. Let me help you with these these dirty ass stitches. Literally, right. the string is just hanging on the floor. It was. And I think Villanelle tried to do the one stitch and she just got so uninspired by herself that she just left it there. And Dasha's like, yo, what is this? This is so bad. Not since Jessica Jones in this dirty bathroom on the floor. Oh, man. Jessica to... Jones was a dirty bitch. Yes. That's, yeah. That fits. Villanelle just seems to be both in physical and emotional pain. Like her arm hurts and her heart hurts. So she's just like, whatever, I'm out of it. Dasha seems to be somewhat helpful in this scene and does stitch her up. She's like, let me just stop you from bleeding on the floor. Shout out to the Foley team because, wow. Those stitching sounds were chef's kiss. They were visceral. And I feel like Dasha asks again, so like, what happened? And Villanelle reiterates again that she doesn't want to do it anymore, that she's done. And Dasha's just like, okay, so what you're saying is you want to get murked. That's cool. Um, Here, just clean yourself just like this. I'm going to get us some pizza right. I was and like, call pizza. the 12. Right, call right, and let right. them know this bitch is right. going down. We got to take her down. She wants out and no one leaves the stuff. You either like, get I killed. Want a 12 slice or you pizza. Get uh, make sure you put a big V put in it. Put a big arsenic right. Uh, right. injection <laughs> in there. <laughs> in a slice. After that, Dasha gets up to leave Villanelle in a pile of her bloody tissues and sadness. We get yet another lingering shot right. on Villanelle. And I say, can we linger upon Eve? And, as and you, it's not while she's staring at Nico, possibly. So we get the sky shot. It's Villanelle on the floor. There's blood in the, t- in the bathtub, which I didn't notice until you pointed it out. I was like, oh, oh. And then it uh, cuts into a long shot of uh, Eve Palastri staring into the... The window of Nico's window. hospital right. room. No lines, um, right, no lines, no staring, just no a staring. walk off. And I say, hey, is it? Could we? 
why, why did y'all let Sandra O oh give us a piece of scene so that we could try to muse about what is in her head about Nico? Instead, we have to wait yet another week for exposition we may not get about how Eve is feeling. Why? It's a weird position to put us in as the fans. It's what they're doing, and I'm not, I'm not happy about it. And of course, another quick cut because it, we get what six seconds of Eve, if that. <laughs> and then um, it's no, um, we do, no, we do. Then it's we Alina. Do. Arena's in this vehicle and she is waiting and you see the boyfriend rise, of Adina, the mom rise. and he's bringing out the, the trash and you know he gets he's to the being pail. Decent. He's like right. look at me doing a chore. <laughs> and then you see that Costin's off in the distance staring at this whole thing and I'm like, I don't want to even think that this is Constantine's plan. Not at all. He just happens to be a witness, and that's all. I so, don't think it was a plan. I think she was supposed to be, hey, you need to sneak out the house when no one's paying attention so we can run off together and mm. it doesn't set up any flags. I feel like potentially that was what Edina was waiting for. But while she was waiting and she saw him sitting there, the natural, intense, misandrist jaunt jaunted across her mind. She remembered what Villanelle said, watch, just kill him. <laughs> and she did it. She was like, listen, we about to bounce. We about to be fugitives in Cuba. So uh, let me do the damn thing. Right. And what I loved about it is she ran into him. She hit him with the car. And then she was like, oh, after right. she rolled over him and she had such the a smile, smile on her face. How adorable. Edina, looking forward to your future assassin career because your father would be a fool to not train you for that when he sees the levels. And that was one thing we see in the previews when we go over it when someone is like, oh, she's testing off of whatever charts. And I'm like, I hope it's the murder charts and not just the intelligence charts because you combine those two charts together and you've got yourself one dangerous woman. I mean, we already said the lady in red already has eyes on you. So you you have a future in this business. You just got to let us know future. when you're ready. Truly, after Adina runs over her mama's man, which that's fucked up. You said they were in love and you just ran him over. Mm -hmm. So she runs him over Nadia style, smiling. Miss Andre. And then we are done. We are done with the episode. Which was, by the way, dedicated in memory of Jay Benedict. We don't know who that is. Probably someone who worked with the crew and unfortunately passed away. Oh. But that is it. That, that, that concludes episode six, end of game, Killing Eve, series three. Um. We are left with two episodes left. The penultimate is the one that is in the chamber. We already know that is Laura Neal's episode, and we know that she will give us many, many, many things. Not just looks. She will make sure, of course, that there are looks, but we're going to get, hopefully, we're going to get our ladies together again. It's episode seven. They need to, why haven't they already been Whatever. reunited by this point? I don't understand that personally, because... That it, it doesn't compute, but we we've got a lot of uh progress and short bursts, so we get that people are trying to get their heads around things. We still don't know who will survive after all this. We already know who we may think is definitely gonna gonna die. There is a trailer that they gave us that lets us know a bit about episode seven, but it's a little wonky. The American version of it anyway. Oh, right. I guess we'll play the previews we have real quickly. Uh, we'll start with the bullshit American one. A bottle of Chablis, a stir-fry kit, and a bath bomb. What does that say to you? Nothing. <laughs> I love like East Face. East Ew. Face is mine. Who boxer shorts? There. It's a shank made out of a toothbrush. A shank made out of a toothbrush? I will make as much noise as I like. You can't get raided twice in a day. It's a rule. Does your son have urelitosis? So are we thinking the bitter pill was raided? Because Eve is out there making her bullshit excuses like she always does. Like, you guys can't get raided twice in a day because of me. Like, pff, just the one time. <laughs> I don't and her know. Jaunt, 
and her distrust and distaste for Jamie had her and her team raid the bitter pill for information? <laughs> I mean, that's possible. That is possible. Carolyn does not have any time for anybody. Oh, but by the way, here are your biscuits. <laughs> So we know Villanelle is indeed appearing in episode seven with that monster outfit. Looks like we were right about that. Again, there's no scenes with them together. So everything in this in this preview better be done by the first 15 minutes. Like, I just like don't play games. Exactly. Don't play games, Killing Eve. You don't want to see the wrath of Candace. You because will not. what the fuck is going on? You will not have an entire episode. Episode the penultimate episode, the entire episode. And there's no Eve and Villanelle scenes where they're together in the same no, that's that's not allowed. Not gonna, right. So I'm going to go with like just first 15 minutes are in these previews. And then the last 20 minutes hopefully is them reuniting and setting us up for the season finale because wow. I feel like there was a quick scene there that looks like the lady in red is comforting Villanelle. Like she looks like she's wiping a wisp of hair and Villanelle's off in her center stage mind. And I just have to reiterate that watching Villanelle emote entirely separate from Eve is not something that I am very interested in because i'm not the only way this makes sense is if you ground it and root it in eve's rejection of her because you can't just say someone suddenly having a goddamn crisis elena style instead of two years later 20 years later 20 years later you have your crisis about your mother no if you don't connect this shit back to eve what are we doing so i don't know what's happening with elaine or what elaine is going to request when she sees villanelle next gosh but let's run through this aussie promo before we finish discussing these previews Finally. Villanelle has been promoted. She is our best chance of getting to them. Do you ever think of anything else? I've done no. everything. No, no, Carolyn. And now I get to go home. Hi. Yeah! Okay, but you why is Dasha get to go home? symptoms seriously. Don't take them seriously. Look at my face. I know technically it's not legal. You think she's brilliant? I am going to miss this. Did he say brilliant about you? Why you're in the bin? You're a beautiful monster, Villanelle. You're an agent of chaos. Okay, I hate this preview. I hate this preview. Here's why I hate the preview. The episode title is in the thing. What is going on? Guys, I think I'm going to be gone in the final week before the episode. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with preemptively being upset or disappointed before the season finale actually does that to me. I was excited to see who said beautiful monster. They just told me. Right. It's the lady in red. Right. They don't usually give us that. That is true. Oh Who's my God. in charge of these promos? And why are you giving Australia all this drama? Sorry, guys. I just have my head in my hand. I'm... Why? I... Do you, do you not get that that's part of the fun of the suspense and waiting? Like, that's... I'm just here silent because I'm so disappointed that I already have the, the answer to that question. To do. Like, we joke about the American promo more so because it is incoherent. And it's just a hodgepodge of nonsense. Now, everything else about the trailer, if had you even just left that out, it would have been, been fine. It would have been fine. Do you mind looking up the episode list really quick? Um, oh, Episode yes. title list. I'm just... Um, beautiful Monster and then... Um, I mean, the whole series oh, oh, from it. episode one to where we are now. Well, I do like that the lady in red seems to be in some strange medieval mansion where she keeps the memorabilia of war of knights or whatever and i hope that's because she's a fucking warrior or sees herself as such and it's not just like her family's heirlooms which would be way less interesting right that would indicate that she's a child of privilege 
and not someone who like, no, was able to I bring amassed, herself right, to that I, shit. Right. I amassed all of these. From right. Her. Villanelle's at her crib, which one might argue, if that is her crib, very dangerous for the lady in red to reveal where she lives. This wig on Dasha, that's not cute. I mean, I like it. Yeah, no. I guess that's how she's thinking back in the country. But she makes it seem like they're giving her permission, which I thought, like, literally you just said they were not letting your ass back into Russia off Villanelle's crimes. But okay, I'm really confused as to why Geraldine has champagne, it looks like, and glasses out for Constantin or wine. I don't know what it's supposed to mean. I don't know why they're eating I don't know why she has on a dress. I don't know why she looks dressed up. I don't know why Constantine said she tried to kiss him. I am just generally disturbed by the road they <laughs> seem to be taking with Geraldine. I don't know if it's the road that she'll be on. I'm just saying the road it looks like that she's on is a disturbing road. It is a road that gives me zero satisfaction. I'm hoping. And well, doesn't explain I'm, her role. I'm used later, but I think it's her trying to prove Carolyn wrong when Carolyn's right about Constantine and she's like, well, I'm going to go all in on my feelings. Because what? I'll get You know what? Leave it to right. your wild musings. <laughs> it won't make sense. I don't know why you're implying that your muses make more sense when you muse upon them. They don't. You just have a more extended time <laughs> to, to prove how ridiculous you are. I just don't know how Geraldine being in any type of romantic relationship or fixation with Constantine makes any sense for the show or is relevant. Like, I don't know why you would cast a Gemma Whalen and underuse her like that. I don't know why you would go through the drama of spending more money to add nothing to the show. So that's why I'm saying right now the plot makes no sense for Geraldine. It makes no sense. Now, if she has another conversation with Carolyn and from something Carolyn says, she's like, oh, I need to try to be on my spy shit and get something from Constantine, I will accept that. But if it's on some romance, some wine and dine, I... <sighs> the scream will be heard in Hoboken. Mm. That's Jersey, you guys. That's Jersey. It's across the river from where we are. Well, it's Laura's episode. Laura may not disappoint. Hopefully. We also see that Constantine is seeking out some sort of analyst of minds or behavior for Edina. I'm sure he's a bit disturbed after that murder he witnessed. He's mm. like, oh my God, I've got a baby Villanelle on my hands. We also see Idina make some comment about a shank made out of, which Probably like a actually, or something. This, yeah. is, this is me for Idina. Right. Versus the other people who are shaming her right now for her ingenuity. Of course, Villanelle on the golf course with Dasha. Eve getting a call from, I, I couldn't tell who it was from. Looks like it was from Constantine, but her hair's down, so I'm into that. And also Eve digging through the dumpster, finding some boxers, and Bear looking away very suspiciously mm. as if those were his boxers. And honestly, if I were Bear, I'd be like, bitch, weren't your underwear just right. hanging out your ankle last week? And didn't you throw those same underwear into my bin? Okay, so don't ask about other people's boxers, okay? I, I You've think, lost the ability. Right, but Eve would be like, but the difference is I'm homeless. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Redonkulous. Redonkulous. Okay. So that's the end of that. Those are the end of those previews. I'm sure we'll go over the early minutes or what have you. And the muse, if those early minutes do not feature Eve, that's probably for the best because I'm so desperate for Eve stuff. But at the same time, it leaves me salty. Like it leaves me excited that there's something for Eve for me to discover, but it also leaves me salty because I'm like, where's my Eve? Two True. episodes left. That's not even two hours, you guys. That is one hour and 20 minutes. Well, here they are. Oh, do you have the episode titles? Right. Let me see. So the very, very first one for the premiere was something that they gave away in... Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm uh, not looking at the titles to see if they gave it away in the thing. I'm looking at the titles to see who said it. So slowly, slowly, catchy monkey. That's Dasha. Right. Management sucks. Villanelle. Meetings have biscuits. Uh, Jamie. Jamie. Still got it. Dasha written. Written, which is weird. But Dasha again, though. Are you from Pinner? Um, the Borka. Boy, Borka. End of game. 
Dasha. Dasha. So that's three. So Dasha. I'm already annoyed that Dasha's had three lines and chosen for the, the episode next title, one, which is um, "Beautiful Monster." Is, is the lady in red? Oh no, it was, it's oh. the lady in red. Okay. That Villanelle's over there looks like she's there at the bitch house or wherever the fuck she is, Getting and seduced. she's saying some nonsense. And oh, beautiful monster! At this point, I can't even be interested in a lady in red seduction of a Villanelle because I am so far removed from what I need from Eve that I'm in my own crisis point of what mm. I need that I know longer can just like be carefree with my side fantasies because now I'm to the point of like no I need these things for Eve or I just don't know what I'm gonna do I just don't know I hope you like missionary was the last time Eve has delivered the line that is incorrect wide awake oh was that the episode after <laughs> that's it right that's oh, episode seven okay she had two in a row Shout out to motherfucking Emerald. See, people be giving Emerald a hard fucking time. I'm just trying to say where these discussions had last year with Emerald. Were we confused about whether or not Eve was getting the same amount of, of exposition or screen time as Villanelle? No, we weren't. We were not. There were other concerns. Oh, what happened at the Forest of Dean? Oh, why is Eve being so much of a jerk to Villanelle? I'm just annoyed that I already know that that's said by the lady in red, which automatically limits in my mind what can happen from that, which just makes the anticipation less fun. So, so it's just, it's that, it's that. So we're either going to be angry that episode eight has Villanelle asking if you're leading or am I, meaning that Eve gets no, none of the title cards or they've they can't do telegraphed that us, can they? or they telegraphed to us that Eve is the one asking Villanelle, are you leading or am I? But either way, you're you're giving it away or you're dismissing one of your main characters. So either way, as a reveal, it sucks. Either way, as a reveal, it sucks. I suppose, ultimately, I think the Series 3 call to titles so far are less poignant. And if Beautiful Monster is from The Lady in Red, that means we have another less poignant line. Do you know what I mean? Because right. if you go to Series 1, nice face, indicative of, well, really intense plot point between the two gals. I'll deal with him later. Relevant to the killing in Bulgaria. And I think her first real sign of boredom. Mm -hmm. Don't I know you? Again, it's between our girls and what's going on there. Sorry, baby. Well, Definitely it's on all point. our merch. Right. I have a thing about bathrooms. Again, Again, a call back to the initial meeting between these hoes. Take me to the hole. Double entendre. Double entendre for Villanelle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also the debut of Prison Villanelle in that episode. I don't want to be free. And God, I'm tired. It right. just seems to me that it all is evocative of really intense sentiment within, this, right. within the first series. And then for series two, same thing. Do not dispose of a body. Intense moment. Intense moment. Nice and neat. I, I just Ooh, thought it was cringy, oh, but intense. It, yep. it was because it had such it was such a good juxtaposition phrase for what was happening with Julian and his creepy fucking self. Hungry Caterpillar. I mean, I mean, I was well, just angry that he was alive. And, well, <laughs> and he was trying to, of course, throw Eve off of her thing. So it was him just trying to explain. It's not important why I'm still alive, but you need to stop hanging around or trying to figure out Villanelle. She's bad news. You don't want to be a thing that Villanelle loves. Yeah, that's the episode where we get the lipstick and the wonderful Foley there from the uh, love in an elevator situation. Oh, then, of course, Desperate Times, which oh, yeah. is accurate because, because it's Amsterdam. It's, and it's, right, it's character building for Eve because she's smoking. I've no, And then this is when she's what is it about her? Like, everything about that scene, do you enjoy watching her being watched? But both? it is for both fucking characters. It's right, not just right, Eve right. in some sort of feeling like a desperate situation or a heightened situation. It's Villanelle as well. Yes. Smell you later. I mean, iconic, iconic Ooh! scene. Missionary again. That was the what second I rise to Dark Eve. Right, right, right. I hope you like missionary, Gemma. Nico, could you save me? Your Nico. your crazy uh Nico. wife is is she's uh, pulling up onto me and and I'm uncomfortable in my own. Nico, house. your wife messed up my frilly bros. <laughs> I don't know why she did that. <laughs> 
of course, Wide Awake, which is God. It is one of my favorite titles. Sandra L, where where are her awards just for that scene? Right. How do you feel? Wide Awake. I'm happy that they went with Wide Awake versus like Define Relationship. Either one would have worked, but Wide Awake was like, Wide Awake was like, wow. Wow. No, really, really. Really? And then you're mine. Before it even came up, we were like, well, and we which, were freaking who, out for weeks who's, over who's, who's saying you're mine. Say who's mind? saying you're mine? Who's doing it? And of course, that was a heavy, heavy scene. All of that. So heavy. Was heavy. And then we jump into series three. And I just, these titles are seeming less significant to me thus far. It's not, yeah, that's, yeah, it's where we are with it. I just am a little underwhelmed with how they are delivering the titles this series. I feel. Wide awake. <laughs> tear, just all of it. I feel wide awake. <sighs> all right. So, look, I'm done for right now. I think it's 8.29 a.m. I feel like if I stay on this course, it'll just not. Get dark. We get, it'll get yeah. darker. And so we should just meditate, marinate, and come back to the muses in a better space, hopefully, with some more positive feelings. I just have to be perfectly honest with you guys is that I am deeply concerned for my Eve development. And that is primarily because I did not get all that I needed from this episode. And I felt like there should have been more of an imbalance towards Eve, considering what the fuck we left her on. And they decided to cut the momentum by not showing us what Eve's mind or feelings were doing right after Nico. And he kind of blunted it with Villanelle's drama. And now we're consistently in Villanelle's drama since she's come back from Russia. She's just in her tears all the time. And we still have no idea what Eve is feeling. She literally was in Nico's room being delusional. And I need to know where the development is coming. I need to know! Sorry, sorry. I'm, let me stop. Let me let me stop. Nico was like, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to let Terrence talk for a few minutes so I can calm down. Whew, a part of me just wants to just jump into the rundown <laughs> at this point. <laughs> at this point, what else can be said other than this was quite the episode and the penultimate is next. So there's really no time to waste as far as getting some exposition out. If you're trying to save better or meatier things for series four, that is a risky choice because you have to get to series four. Yes, you knew you were nude beforehand we yes we get that but i mean don't have us walk into it in into a burning house you know what i mean you can't set this house on fire while you're building for the next story like no we need to make sure that this is secure and that people are happy before we go anywhere else i don't know the cart before the horse i don't know what you want to call what is happening but i don't know uh, I know there's no Lord. We're just trying to get through this is what we all are trying to do. Trying to get through this. <laughs> I'm trying to get through this. Who sings that song? Oh, um, Daniel Bedingfield and what Lord. What You're I, right. What, the way you pulled that name out your pocket. <laughs> so what I'm going to just say is, you know what? Ultimately, at the end of it all, and Suzanne, we trust there's two episodes left. This episode was, was a doozy for reasons, but... I mean, there was some meaty, meaty things. No, there uh, was meaty things, and I enjoyed a lot of the things. It's just there's not enough of other things that I need, given where we are to the end, that it's just I feel anxious about it. I feel nervous. And I wasn't feeling that until this episode finished, and I sat and thought about it for a second, about there just being two hours left, which isn't two hours, like I said, and that's just not a lot of time. That's not even a decent length of movie to True. get your shit out. And so I'm just concerned with what is happening with Eve, and I just hope it is very fucking tight. Please do not let us walk out of this season with only villanelles having development, real development. We have to know what's going on with Eve. 
And I keep repeating it because I'm really trying to put it out into the universe. I know the episodes are done. I know they're shot. I know the editing crew is finishing up the final touches right now. I'm just saying what I need out loud, hoping that a piece of it makes its way to me. That's all. Um, and as far as everyone who joined us on the live, of course, we love you and thank you for hanging out with us. We asked that you send us your highs and lows for the episode. And um, a lot of the lows are saying Eve hung up on Nico. Let's see. Highs. Lady in Red's heels. Mm-hmm, that's a fucking Lady low. in Red's outfits. Um, arena scenes. Yes. Um, oh, the Carolyn scenes. Yes. Carolyn turning up was, yes, those are definitely highs. Thank you for bringing those up. Hi. Eve versus Dasha. Of course, of course, E versus Dasha is a high. Arena mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> becoming a uh, oh, that's my high. I, I feel like I said that, but if I haven't, that's my high. E versus Dasha. For yes. Show. For yes. show, for show. Pulling out skills nobody knew she had. Lord. And then the shade. The shade. Let's see. Lo is Villanelle really ready and willing to leave without Eve. Well, it's the way that whole scene was done. I could see why people would definitely say that that seemed like Lo. Villanelle was manic and she wanted out. Constantine was like, well, if you're trying to be out with us, you got to leave everything behind, including Eve. She's like, yeah, look, I just want out. Because I'm sure once Villanelle got out, she would have found a way to get Eve. So mm-hmm. you can't read too much into that. Very low was Villanelle kind of giving up on Eve. I know that people are seeing it like that, but I think it was just more of Villanelle wanting a change instead of more of the same. Like Wakabi. Right. It's not, like I said, you can't just throw the mom in the path and suddenly Eve is not in the way. That just narratively, realistically makes no sense. So right. I'm, I'm so, with you there. I don't like what I saw. Right. Let me be clear. Right. I'm just saying I do not think it means yet what some people seem to think it means. More highs. Villanelle deciding that she's over being a pawn, but we knew that uh, we knew this about Villanelle. She's tired of just anyone telling her what to do. She's trying to get free. Uh, low. Eve not getting enough screen time. Ooh, well, I, I mean, I didn't say it. I mean, I don't disagree, but I didn't say it. Uh, low. Why won't Eve take the hit? Nico, don't want nothing to do with you, girl. Move on. He sure has. Well, it's kind of hard to move on when you got a hole in your throat and your wife is the reason why it's there. So, (laughs) I mean, we can say that Nico wants nothing to do with Eve. We cannot say that Nico has moved on from Eve. Because anytime he tries to think of smiling at any woman, he's going to be like, well, what if she leads (laughs) me down a slippery slope to where I end up somewhere where then I'm approached by an Eve Palastri, which then now another knife is down my throat. Like, how do I know this next woman that's smiling at me is not an assassin? It sounds like you're talking about a traumatized Nico Palastri and poor Nico. Right. That's why his uncle Uncle got so much energy for Eve. He's like, this man will never love again. Look what you did. <laughs> Sorry, that was an obnoxious laugh at Nico never loving again. He deserves love. He does. Just away from Eve. Well, thank you one and all for sharing with us your highs and lows and hanging out with us. I feel like it's only bright to play out <laughs> this last bit to Daniel Bedingfield because this is the energy I'm trying to bring into the last two weeks right. of Killing Eve in the Church of Killing Eve. So let's hit it. Y'all, we are gonna get through this, okay? Together. Lord. (laughs) Listen, we may be dismayed, discouraged, a little upset, but we're gonna get through this, you guys. My optimism is slowly returning, despite the fact that I walked away four times during this recording. We're gonna get through this. Gotta get through this. Gotta make it, gotta make it through. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna enjoy the exposition. We're gonna enjoy it. It's Lord Neal. Oh, we have no reason to fear. It's Lord Neal. Give me 
till tomorrow, then I'll be okay. Right. Just another day, and then I'll hold you tight. Killing Eve Love, that's me coming back to you. Right. So what we're going to do is uh, be on the lookout here. Uh, and, yes. Yeah, uh, Maybe the articles that are coming out this that ask me anything that's going to be Tuesday. Uh, maybe we'll we'll ask some questions. Follow McDonald. We'll see. I'm curious about how many toes he's nibbled while he was in the storage unit. Oh, yeah. Oh, and RMA. We need to ask about them toe nibbling moments and get some real answers. And maybe ask him about his uncle. Mm, Kaki, get whoever that Palastri was. That gotta, was make it, gonna make it through. I'm gonna get through these evil scenes. I'm gonna get through this. Love. A reminder is that you can reach out to us at hey you guys all one word at wellwellvillanelle.com. Our Insta is wellwellvillanelle and our Twitter, if you are about it, about it, is wellvillanelle. As oh, you yes. know, oh sorry, I haven't been saying, but I'm at Massandry Pope. If anyone gives a fuck, that's where I am on Twitter. I know a bunch of y'all have found Terrence. He has so many followers. Good job, guys. I, 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 he I likes know. to hide. I'm glad you found him. I don't know how y'all found me. I just, I, I can't, you know. I'm trying to get through this, but my bio says I'm a leader. I can't do this. I can't. I can't do this. That's what my bio says. As you know, we are recording out of New York City, where we are essentially still at trauma levels that are outrageous. Too many people are still dying every day. And even though they're trying to say that public transportation is open and, and working properly, uh, we really don't want to be the first guinea pigs to go out there and be like, you lied, we're dying, and you lied. So, you lied to me. <laughs> as you, you know, contribute to us in, in any way that you can by supporting, whether it's rating five stars, whether it's um, putting something in our coffee, which is... Uh, ko-fi.com forward slash misandry those those little funds buying us a cup of coffee quote unquote is really just uh, helping us do upkeep and uh help with our transition from public to private transportation because we're you know we're trying not to die ultimately and we we ultimately we're trying to stay alive that's what we are trying to do right and i mean there's also a patreon if you want to try to be like a monthly donor for things that exists that'll be in the show nothing is really popping on the patreon right now but it will be popping once this season is fucking done right but shiz we also would like to give a shout out to the essential workers whether on salary hourly tipped based and everyone in between because you help keep the city running and we can't do what we yes, do you with fucking beautiful you. people thank you so much for your commitment and your sacrifice amidst all the assholes who take you for granted. Agree. All right, everyone, until the snack episode, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. And you guys, I haven't completely lost my faith. I still think Dark Eve is rising. I'll just say I need to see it on screen. Right. No, show, yes. and tell. <laughs> show and tell, Susan. What the fuck? We deserve right. it. Right. <laughs> I'm about to be so. Bye, y'all. Oh, I gotta go. Bye. It's, it's not. Like totally murder.